Hello, everyone, and welcome to Millennial Rewind, where we take a not-so-sentimental look at the movies and TV shows that were around when millennials were growing up. I'm your host, Nick, coming to you from the Looney Tunes capital of the world, Los Angeles, California. And joining me here in the City of Angels is my co-host, Jules. Jules, how are you doing today? I just found out that my right testicle is a little bigger than my left. <laughs> <laughs> my condolences. <laughs> And joining us from the Harvey Tunes of Southern California is my other co-host, John. John, what's happening? I think I'm just going to give all this up and go play baseball. <laughs> <laughs> it's everyone's safety sport. <laughs> and for the first time in Millennial Rewind history, we have a guest on the podcast. His name is Rob Bofard. He is an author who writes under the pen name Jackson Ford. His claim to fame is the Frost Files series, which includes The Girl Who Could Move Shit With Her Mind, Random Shit Flying Through the Air, and the recently released Eye of the Shitstorm. He joins us today from Hollywood's girlfriend who lives in Canada, Vancouver, British Columbia. Rob, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Hollywood's girlfriend? That's a new one. I like that one. Hollywood's girlfriend. <laughs> well, yeah, because it, it? it's Hollywood North, so, yeah. you know. No, I like it. Also, I just found out my right testicle is bigger than my left one, so we're doing well. <laughs> Between the both of you, you have one set of, you know, perfectly sized testicles. There's... <laughs> When our powers combine. <laughs> There's a Captain Planet reference in there somewhere. Yeah, that, that was the uh, the Captain Planet spinoff that got canceled real fast in development. Our testicles combined. <laughs> so uh, we did not do Captain Planet this time around. Uh, we watched the 1996 cartoon slash sports movie Space Jam starring the legendary Michael Jordan and John... How would you tell someone you watched Space Jam without saying that you watched Space Jam? Well, at first I was just coming up with synonym titles like Astronomical Marmalade or Infinite Quandary. <laughs> but then I realized, you know, actually I sat down and watched what happens to me, my least favorite sports movie ever. Okay. There are some terrible sports movies out there, so that is some pretty harsh criticism. Uh, well, Airbud is on the list. We, it, this could get worse. <laughs> and Jules, if the producers had asked you to come up with a different title for this movie, what would it be? Oh, there was only one. It was Who Framed Michael Jordan for Steroid Use? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. What is up with Very that scene? I swear. We'll get there. We will get oh, there. We will, we will get there. And I want to clarify that I am not accusing Michael Jordan of steroid use, but whether it was intentional or unintentional, that's what comes across in this movie. So... He at least somewhat condones it in this film. A little bit. And Rob, if you had to replace one of the characters and recast them, who would you replace with whom? You know what? I was thinking about who I'd replace Michael Jordan with, but you can't. He's Michael Jordan. Uh, I would replace uh, Wayne Knights, who played Stan Podolak. He was cool, but wouldn't it have been fun to have Eddie Murphy as Stan Podolak? Oh, my oh, God. I could see that. And it's interesting because Eddie Murphy can actually hoop. Like, he can play basketball. I don't know maybe, I don't know about now. He's right. a little bit older. But certainly back then, like, he had a bit of a reputation as a guy who liked to pick up game. So he could have actually been useful. He could have. And, you know... But he probably seeing... would have been too good. I mean, there's that whole <laughs> sequence where he's supposed to not be chosen because, well, he looks as he does. 
Also, you can't make any fat jokes with Eddie Murphy. There's that was just ninety percent of the humor around Wayne Knight. He's he's annoying and he's fat. That's Eddie all. Eddie Murphy can do fat, didn't he? Do Nutty Professor? <laughs> just That's true. Him nutty. Yeah. Oh, Nutty. I think we have it. Nutty Professor Eddie Murphy should have been <laughs> been <Yep>. in this movie. <laughs> oh my God! There should have been a Norbit movie <laughs> inside of Space Jam. Just like oh two movies goodness. happening simultaneously. Ultimate Guys. crossover. All right, uh, Warner Brothers is literally just down the road for, uh, from Jules and I. I think we're going to go pitch that to them real quick. <laughs> so, Rob, the crazy coincidence, you and I basically grew up down the road from each other in South Africa. You are the only one who got the sexy South African accent. I just have to have this boring American one. Yeah, man, it's, it's a, this was this was a trip for me when we chatted before this podcast. I was like, we were in Johannesburg at the same time. We went to schools that were very, very close to each other. Um, you went to high school in town. I went to university and we never crossed paths, nope. weirdly. But it was just a trip for me. And here's the thing. I can usually just talk about what South Africa was like back in the day and have no one call me out of my bullshit. Today, I actually have to be somewhat correct about <laughs> what I say. I mean, because I recall Space Jam being a huge freaking deal down in SA. Just everyone watched it. Yeah. All the kids were into it. Michael Jordan transcended national boundaries. Like It didn't matter where you were in the world. You knew who Michael Jordan was. 100%. I was a basketball fan from sort of age six or seven and when this movie came along I was a little bit older you'll remember like we didn't get anything like live NBA games in South Africa we at the best we got tape delayed games or like reruns of NBA highlight shows so there was really nothing and then suddenly you had this movie where Michael Jordan is just in front of you playing basketball the most famous basketball player in the world and you have this incredible amazing intro that blows your face off and we'll get to the intro in a bit <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure absolutely. I mean as a kid in South Africa at that time it was just this was the most amazing shit I'd ever seen in my life yeah, and you know the Looney Tunes were also. I mean, you, we had Cartoon Network down there on uh, on DSTV. Yep. We knew who all these characters were. Looney Tunes were part of everybody's childhood. So on top of having this international sports star, you had the characters that you grew up with. They're on the big screen now. Yeah, you see, for me, I mean, I saw this movie. I was in it for the Looney Tunes fighting an alien invasion. I'd heard of Michael Jordan, but uh, you know, being British and not entirely wrapped up in American sports, it was Michael Jordan. Oh, I know that guy but it wasn't the draw to the movie michael jordan oh i know that guy Jules. <laughs> <laughs> it was true i honestly you knew oh, yes, of him jordan, but you hadn't him. actually like there weren't any basketball games on tv in england at, when i was growing up I grew up in the States before I moved to South Africa, so I had had also kind of the American experience. So I knew about Michael Jordan before moving down to SA. And I think we got this movie a year later than it released in the States. I remember for most of the 90s, South Africa got movies a year later than they released yeah. in America. So we so we say this is a 1996 movie. We I'm pretty sure we watched it in 1997. I'm going to trust your memory on this one, but that sounds accurate. Right? I, I would also like to acknowledge the soundtrack of this movie because it is yes. notable, oh, if Jesus. not incredible. I mean, it's the very first soundtrack that I ever bought from a movie. And, you know, with the incredibly cheesy I Believe I Can Fly, which I overplayed so much that my brother has been passive aggressive to me for the last 10 years. <laughs> but one of my favorite songs was the Mon Stars song, Hit Him High, yep. which I looked into because I was all ready to tear myself to shreds, you know, stupid kid, what you thought was cool. It was like the second rap song I'd ever heard. That's, <laughs> that's how bad it was. <laughs> and then I looked it up and it's got a fucking all-star cast of rappers. It's got LL Cool yes, J. It really does. It's got Be yep. Real from Cypress Hill. It's got Buster Rhymes. 
times uh, i tell you this is one of those rare moments i gave nine-year-old me just a little high five you did okay <laughs> getting rappers of that caliber onto this like well done guys because it's the yeah, perfect track. The least known track on there and it's amazing yeah. Yeah. whereas the space jam song shoot me just fucking shoot me in the head. I'm not allowed to criticize that. How dare you slander the Quad City DJ? Come on, ride the train and ride it. Come on, ride the train and ride it for a full like fucking minute. That was their big hit before this. God. So, John, you're actually the only guy on this podcast right now who was in America <laughs> when when. <laughs> When this released, I mean, do you have any? Yeah, yeah. Can you give us some insight of what the the vibe was like when oh, this? Oh, I remember came out it was here? huge. It was absolutely huge. Well beloved, just not by me. I should have loved it. I love Looney Tunes. Michael Jordan, as you guys have already said, biggest star on the fucking planet. It just didn't interest me. I eventually wound up seeing it. I don't know where we're going, but it was on an airplane. Okay, when it was your in-flight entertainment is this. Oh, yeah. If you don't want to watch the movie, hope you brought a book <laughs> or enjoy listening to the person sitting next to you. Oh, God. Yeah. Back in the dark times. But yeah, everyone else I know just absolutely loves this movie. I don't care. Killing me now. <laughs> There's good moments. I will give credit. I will give credit when those moments come up. But for the most part, I had to watch this in installments. Wow. I had to take breaks. Interesting. I watched it twice, and the first time I wa- you know, watched it, I'm like, oh, wow, this this aged pretty pretty well. And then I watched the second time, I'm like, wow, there's there's some there's some shit going on here. <laughs> oh, dear. Discussed. So how about this? Let's take a quick break, and we'll start breaking down Space Jam. Hey, Dad, you think if I play good enough, I can go to college? You get good enough, you can do anything you want to, Michael. I want to play in the NBA. That would be incredible, son. I want to sell out to every product, no matter how shameless. Michael, whoa, I don't think... I want to eat Skittles all day and shit the rainbow. Okay, that is not how that works. And then I want to paint my butt blue and leave ass prints on park benches. 20 minutes later. I want to surgically turn my arms and legs into wheels and drive NASCAR. Okay, this is getting a bit concerning. And when it's all over, I want to play baseball, even though it's a different sport and requires a lifetime of training and has completely different skill sets. Michael, listen to me. That's a terrible idea. Just play the sport you love. And don't act like the world revolves around you. Sorry, Dad. Uh, I wasn't listening. Uh, What was that second part? Get your ass to bed. (laughs) 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 All right. And we're back. And we're going to start off with studio logos. We get the Bugs Bunny Warner Brothers logo, which is where Bugs is munching on a carrot and leaning against the Which is still the best, in my opinion. It is the best version of that. Mm, I agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Uh, so we start with a typical 90s movie score. There's just something like you listen to a 90s movie score and you just know it's from the 90s. It's either like the same string instruments or it's the same woodwind instruments, but it's just they all sound I have to the say when, when the I Believe I Can Fly started, that touched my heart a little and I'm incredibly cynical and stone hearted. So that says a little something. Right. But it's a hard cut into I Believe I Can Fly. It's like there's this whimsical 90s movie score and then all of a sudden it's I Believe I Can, you know. North Carolina. Do they have the location come up or is that my imagination? I think that's your imagination because I think they only say summer 1973. So this, yes. All of summer 1973 is in Michael Jordan's backyard. All of it. And we start off with a young Michael Jordan practicing basketball, presumably in North Carolina because I think that's where he grew up. And he's just doing this because he can't fall asleep and he's being really loud and he wakes his dad up and his dad comes out to tell him to go inside. And he's like, you know, dad, just one more shot. Like every kid in every movie, just like one more time or one more candy or and he's all right, just one. And then he gets it and then he tells him to keep going. So clearly his father doesn't know how to set boundaries with his child. Oh, that was nice. Okay. Okay, shoot till you miss then. Was I the only one who, who thought, you know, a kid that age thinking about college felt very fake? He should be thinking about monster trucks. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all, man. If you love basketball as a kid growing up in the States, college players and NBA players are your heroes. And it's very easy to go, yeah, I want to go to college. I want to go to the play in the NBA. Like, yeah, I could see that. Right, but he's got his whole life plan. It's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to North Carolina. Then I'm going to go play professional basketball. And then I'm going to go pr- play professional baseball, just like you, Dad. Yeah, that, maybe, that was, maybe that was a little bit, a little bit much. I'm going to play professional baseball. Yeah, okay. Dial it back, dude. A little bit? <laughs> yeah. And then I'm going to be in Haynes commercials with a Hitler mustache. It's, it's, I've got it all figured oh, out, Dad. Oh, God, I forgot his toothbrush mustache phase. Dad, I'm going to tell the world that Republicans don't buy sneakers. Or do buy sneakers, excuse me. <laughs> Something about Republicans and sneakers, Dad. Republicans and sneakers. That was okay, also Michael. my line when the dad said, baseball, now that's a sport, is the most incredibly untrue statement. <laughs> that, uh, any, yep. To any European ears, that is a very true. So is this cricket snobbery or is this this soccer snobbery? I'm trying to just make sure I understand which snobbery this is coming from. This snobbery is coming from um, the fact that it is globally not a very big sport in any way. So his dad is like, oh, yeah. And then when you're finished with all that, after he's like listed off his entire career plan, when you're finished with all that, then I suppose you're going to fly, huh? And then mini Michael Jordan doesn't respond to that. He just turns on a dime and starts running toward the basket. And he slow-mo jumps like two inches off the ground. And we slam into the opening credits. Literally, like, come on and slam. You know, Welcome to Space Jam. Which also has hoop. There it is. Hold on, can I say one last thing about the the little intro sequence before we hit the um the actual amazing oh, like title drag this out as much as you which, can. Which I'm talk about. And like, sorry to get serious for a sec, but in retrospect, something strange struck. The reason Jordan left the NBA for the first time, or at least part of the reason, was that his father was murdered. They never really found out who did it. And in retrospect, I was watching this and thinking, man, Jordan actually allowed this scene into the script. Like the very first scene is a scene with his father. I I didn't quite know what to make of that. I was like, how would it have felt for him watching that or reading about it in the script? Yeah, knowing that like some dude who wasn't his dad was going to play his dad. Yeah. But in fairness, that wasn't him in the opening scene either. No, it was not. (laughs) 
You mean they didn't invent time travel? <laughs> Michael Jordan in a child suit. <laughs> yes, yes, John. That is that is how movies work. Okay. Yes. <laughs> well, now I've just lost my last shred of childlike wonder. Thanks, John. Damn it, John! I was clutching to that. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. We're only getting started on this movie. <laughs> All right. So, opening credits. Uh, come on and slam and welcome to Japan. I, I don't, I forget. That's how my brother always <laughs> sings it. So we get the opening credits. Bugs Bunny is the only Looney Tune to get an opening credit. It's just all humans, which I think was not fair. Daffy Duck had a lot to do with this film. And this is literally three and a half minutes. We have to show Michael Jordan being awesome contractually because we're going to show him sucking at baseball for such a long time. We really need the audience to know that Michael Jordan what doesn't I put suck is the, uh, Someone holding up a sign saying Michael for president establishes this whole thing as pure propaganda. <laughs> That's what gave it away as pure propaganda. (laughs) (laughs) So much of this movie is just kissing Michael Jordan's ass. I think there were a lot of rewrites where he said, nope, you got to kiss my ass here and you got to do it here. But there's plenty of little bits of poking fun at himself, especially in regards to baseball. And that's some of the stuff that I I legitimately like in this movie. Absolutely. Which is odd because like he's such a, a... He's so hyper competitive and he actually wasn't bad at baseball. It was strange like that he allowed himself to be shown sucking at baseball. Yeah, it's I mean the trade-off clearly was this opening sequence where like, no, you gotta show me dunking all the time, all dunks all the time during this intro. Yep. Ivan Reitman of Ghostbusters fame was a producer. Hence on Bill this. Murray. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get to Bill Murray, but yeah, probably hence Bill Murray. There were four credited it writers shows. on this film. <laughs> four credited. And it shows. 100% accurate. See, you're already starting to come around to my side. <laughs> after th- I, I timed it. It's three and a half minutes. And after so after the intro sequence. Because Quad City DJs take so fucking long to get to the point <laughs> of their songs. I will not hear any more slander against Quad City DJs, especially the title song here. How dare you, sir? How dare you? <laughs> Hoop, there it is. Hoop, there it is. It's the great truth of our time. Hoop, there it is. Yep. Telling it like it is. So after that, we see Michael Jordan retiring from basketball at a press conference, talking about his dad dying. We don't mention that he gets murdered, but he's like, yeah, after his dad died, you know, he was glad his dad got to see his last basketball game and he's going to go try and play professional baseball. And then he just starts spitballing with the reporters about which position he wants to play. That's how my note for this is that people don't seem to understand that professional sport requires a lifelong training if it's a completely different sport with entirely different skill sets. Yeah, but apparently, I mean, Rob, you paid a little more close attention to us than the rest of us. You said he apparently had a fairly successful baseball career. It wasn't as terrible as portrayed Look, in this film. he definitely wasn't a major league quality player. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But, he, I mean, he played for the Birmingham Barons in the minor league. And from what I remember, and, you know, given that I don't understand a huge amount about baseball, from what I remember, he was okay. Like, he, he wasn't terrible. He wasn't, you know, a, a net negative for the team. Which makes sense right. because he's an incredibly athletic individual and he's incredibly driven. So I don't think that there was any chance that he would have completely sucked. 
he was an okay player. I think we can we can say that. Sure. So while he's spitballing about whether he wants to play outfield or be a pitcher or, you know, catcher, whatever, we fly through space to an alien <laughs> theme park called Moron yeah, Mountain. Yeah, uh, my note here was no one on the planet has noticed Alien Planet Amusement Park, and uh, it's a return of the reboot TV series animation style. Yeah, there, there's some 3D animation in here mixed in oh, with the yeah. 2D. Like when you go through the mouth of Moron Mountain, the entrance, it's definitely computer animation. And we see the rides inside and there's a pretty awesome ride where you're on a Ferris wheel with rocket ships and a laser shoots you. And we see one of the rocket ships get blasted off and it crashes. I mean, huge liability for the park, but it seems like this is just how the ride is supposed to work. And a very apathetic alien kid is just, this sucks, don't bring me here anymore, all right? Like that 90s. Dude. And this whole thing is caught on CCTV, and we meet Danny yes, DeVito. That surprised alien. me. I had no idea it was Danny DeVito in this movie. Me neither, until I saw the credits. I'm like, holy Well, crap. I heard the voice and went, Are you fucking kidding me? Like, I had to pause and double check just to make sure. I mean, my note here was Hollywood executives have never looked sexier. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, oh. right. So, who wants to be the first to search Swack Hammer Pool? Because it's out there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, his yeah, his, his name is like Mr. Swackhammer. What? I mean, maybe they mentioned it once because I didn't catch it until I read the credits. Yeah, Danny DeVito alien, you know, big porky, smokes cigars, like typical fat cat CEO executive. He's really pissed, you know, because he's watched what this little kid said and the customer is always right. So he's like, we need a new attraction. And you know what makes great CEOs? Uh, making snap judgments based off of one kid's opinion. That's that's how you take a well, company Well, I got forward a bit scared for a moment because when he says, we need something nutty, wacky, he started building along and I was saying, oh, please don't say my penis. Please don't say my penis. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because he realized they need a new ride to bring in new customers and he sits down on his fat butt and it turns on the wall of TVs. It changes the channel and all of a sudden the entire wall of computer monitors or TV monitors is Looney Tunes. And he's like, yeah, bring me the Looney Tunes. So already cartoons are real in this world. Because I mean, all the aliens are animated, but he's like, yeah, just bring me the Looney Tunes. Like that's a thing that can happen. Clearly. Nobody questions it. <laughs> yeah. He has like five little sycophant alien yeah. creatures, you know, shining his shoes and, you know, bowing down Ooh. to him and they have the surfer, stoner, hippie alien. He's like, <laughs> alien office politics are the same as Earth's. Yeah. Yep. Are they weird, sycophantic little aliens? Are they named? I don't remember seeing them in the credits, but they must have names. They must have names. I believe and I they're have named no idea. later on when Bugs pulls down the blueprint. I think they give them names. Okay. And so, but Danny was like, yeah, make the Looney Tunes come, even if they don't want to come. Firmly establishes him as the bad guy. And now we get to watch Michael Jordan suck at baseball. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> So much so that the catcher from the other team is calling out the yes, throws. Yes, the yeah. catcher is a huge fan of Michael Jordan <laughs> and starts telling him what pitches are coming. I actually kind of like this sequence, but at the same time, I was wondering, does the whole world revolve around Michael Jordan? Basically. In this movie, it absolutely <laughs> does. in real life as well for a while. <laughs> for a while, yeah. I think he was the most famous person on Earth. You can make an argument for it. Oh, absolutely. In yeah. the 90s? Absolutely. So that we meet Wayne Knight, and I'm just going to call him Wayne Knight because he deserves to be named. He's He was Newman in Seinfeld. He was Dennis Nedry in Jurassic Park. He was he had a 
recurring role on Third Rock from the Sun. Wayne Knight has oh, earned yeah, his well, name. Al the Chicken Man in Toy Story 2. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, he was. Cool. All right, he I'm was. out. Have fun with the rest of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. Actually, in the context of this episode, that has multiple meanings. Uh, so we, yeah, we get introduced to Wayne Knight, and he's just a, you know, he's there to play the bumbling fat guy who's really annoying. And he gets called over by the owner of the Barons. They actually use the Barons in this. And he calls him over, and he basically knocks over a black lady to get to the owner. Do you <laughs> notice that? I actually did. <laughs> <This> yeah. <lady>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she was. She was. Uh, she yeah. She like clearly works for the for the baseball stadium, and he just like almost knocks her over to get Casual to this guy. Casual crime. Uh-huh. Little and, awkward. Little awkward. Yeah. Little awkward. And so basically, the owner says to Wayne Knight, "It is your job to make Michael Jordan happy." And we learn that he is the new head publicist for the team. So that doesn't seem like it's his job. That seems like you need to get a dedicated make Michael Jordan happy person. The, his job is to make sure that people know about your team. Yes, I don't know. Because Maybe the rest I'm of definitely this movie is, this. is so realistic and down to earth. Of course. It is. Yeah, it Very is. True. And I just was disappointed that, that this one little <laughs> thing took me out of it. And so Wayne Knight goes down to Michael Jordan, the dog. He's been struck out. Uh, apparently the catcher cheating did not help him. And instead of, you know, going down the stairs and going around and going the normal way, Wayne Knight decides he's going to go over the top of the dugout and yeah, break his Yeah, my note here neck. was Stan Stalker actions and words don't get him ejected or arrested and no one else reacts. Yeah, because he literally plops down head first into the dugout, and nobody's like, who the fuck are you? Why are you here? Call security. Exactly. Michael Jordan's like, are you all right? The rest of the team just sort of stands <laughs> you know? there, just like, oh, casual fat guy landing in the dugout. That's uh, that's the usual Wednesday. <sighs> Again? When you're one of Michael Jordan's co-workers, these kind of things happen all the time. We just learn to accept it. <laughs> so that's why they put that clause in my contract. Ah. <laughs> Weird fat guys falling from the sky clause. Nine See. <laughs> yeah, that was a rejected version of It's Raining Men. <laughs> so the baseball game is interrupted by a cartoon spaceship flying over. And did anyone notice that the ads for the baseball stadium looked like they were all out of Field of Dreams? Like they're all like these 1950s style stadium ads on the back of the field? Okay, nope. Pick that up. <laughs> not know that the only thing i noticed was when the spaceship smashes through the ground it's in the parking lot of a store called piggly wiggly what the hell is that store selling <laughs> that's a real store oh, that is yeah. a real store well, that's a, a real store. store yeah 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 that is a southern mm-hmm. supermarket chain famous southern no, never come across chain. it you live in america apparently not long enough they're not fully national though <laughs> when we say southern it, it actually means like the southeast part of the country right okay so very yeah. far from Los Angeles. Yes, very far right. from Los Angeles. So yeah, the cartoon spaceship obviously has the sycophant alien guys from Moron Mountain. And yeah, they crash into the parking lot of a Piggly Wiggly, but keep going. They're in a tunnel. Apparently there's tunnels to Looney Tune land under and Piggly it's Wiggly. common knowledge. Obviously. So the Looney Tunes live underground, but have sky. Yeah, they have sky. And they have tunnel entrances covered by ground in 3D land. (laughs) And you have to go through a Warner Brothers membrane in this underground tunnel 
But that also leads to the sky in Looney Tunes land. Yes. What? Makes perfect sense. Yeah. I'm almost had a stroke just saying that all out loud. That is. That's where the four riders came in. <laughs> Jesus. The amount of thought not put into this movie was just yes. extraordinary. So I just want to ask, is Looney Tunes land hell? No. Uh, no. That's a great question. Because it's literally in the center oh, of the shit. earth. And if you do terrible things, you get tormented by is Bugs Bunny. Is this what you do in a <laughs> rewind? You ruin these movies forever. <laughs> Dude, yes. You were warned. You were warned. Jesus, I'll never be able to see this movie the same way again. I'm not sure if Looney Tune Land is hell. It's like one of the levels. Like you get Looney Tune Land, the land of the mole people crab people and then hell that is true because in numerous <laughs> looney tunes cartoons you do go down into hell it's true that's true it's like a warner brothers inferno dante's inferno different so regular levels. looney tunes lane is purgatory <laughs> and moron mountain is heaven because that's up above obviously us. yeah okay got it got it <laughs> so we're now Rob is seriously reconsidering land. his decision to be on this show <laughs> As he you should. know the meme of the the guy standing in front of the wall with all those um, the strings leading to one another and all the clips. He's like, "Listen, listen, it's all <laughs> that's me yeah. right now. Like, it's all connected." <laughs> <laughs> so now we're in Looney Tunes land, and of course, Bugs Bunny is being chased by Elmer Fudd. Normal Looney Tunes shenanigans you've seen this bit before. Elmer Fudd gets his gun right up to Bugs Bunny's head, but before he could blow his head off, the ramp from the alien ship just crushes Elmer Fudd. Yep, great timing. We're going to get one of the uh, many fourth wall breaks that Bugs Bunny does. Oh, classic Bugs Bunny shtick here. This was a very nice touch. It's one of the few times the Looney Tunes characters act like themselves in this movie. (laughs) It's true. The aliens come out and they're like, you know, we want to talk to Bugs Bunny. And he's like, oh, Bugs Bunny, you know, has he got, you know, long ears like this? And he's like, yeah, yeah. Does he hop around like this? And he jumps. That was actually a point. Bugs Bunny has never hopped around like that ever in any of his animations. Come on, Jules, let the joke live. Let the joke live. It's a good joke. I will let many <laughs> jokes live in this movie, but that one bugged me. It, it bugged you. Eh? Ah, ah. Oh, uh, you got one of those per nice. episode, Rob. One. <laughs> There's always got to be that guy, that asshole. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, you fit right in. It's great. <laughs> So, yeah, he's, you know, does he say, you know, eh, what up, Doc? Like this. And like, yeah, yeah. It's like, never heard of him. And, you know, the intelligence levels of these aliens are, it varies because they totally buy this. That, oh, yeah, he's not Bugs Bunny. But then he tries to walk away and they zap the ground around him. And they're like, yeah, do you think we're stupid? I mean, yes, clearly. Like, <laughs> you should know who Bugs Bunny is. Looney Tunes exist in your world. It's on your TV you and more on Mountain. You should absolutely know. Thing, whatever he is. It's very Right. For sure. Don't move a muscle. <laughs> it's exactly what It's important say. to know that these are very small aliens. Very unintimidating. That's the gag that they're going for. So the aliens tell Bugs that he's got to gather up the other Looney Tunes because we're going for a ride. And because they got to milk all the comedic value out of the stoner alien. Like, where to? And he gets absolutely bitch slapped by the leader alien. (laughs) (laughs) So Wayne Knight drops Michael Jordan off at his home in his piece of shit convertible from the 1950s. I put no smoking sign on his car makes me want a cigarette. (laughs) And it's smoking. The car is literally smoking because it is in such disrepair. That's the joke. Ha, ha, ha. 
Also, doesn't Michael Jordan yeah, have a the car? The idea that he would ever let himself be driven home in this piece of shit mobile is just staggering. Not just that. Yeah. My note is also Michael Jordan has a modest suburban home. Right? It's just the neighbors could walk, could drop by for a cup of sugar or whatever the fuck. There is no way. That was the least. In a movie about Michael Jordan battling aliens with Bugs Bunny, this was the least believable thing. <laughs> well, for me, it was what made it even oh. worse was that, you know, uh, Stan, who's already just come across like the worst stalker in the universe looks at Michael's house like he's planning a home invasion. <laughs> he just stares at it like, this is a nice house. house. Well said. <laughs> just, yeah, like a, it's colonial style, right? Okay, this, good. This, this is, is exactly course. why <laughs> Michael would not have a house in this kind of a neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> so I think Wayne, Wayne Knight leaves. And do you notice that uh, Michael Jordan has a dog, a bulldog, called yep. Charles. Clearly the Bark- joke being Charles. Yes, I picked Bark- up on that yeah. too. Ha, uh, ha, ha, ha. I, I even put Charles <laughs> and then Bark in quotes with a question mark in my notes. <laughs> and this dog apparently has uh, superhuman strength, by the way, as we'll, we'll see evidence for it. Yeah, yeah, it can jump up the entire height of Michael Jordan and knock yeah. him down. So Michael Jordan gets t- taken down by a medium-sized bulldog. <laughs> because it has the powers of Charles Barkley, and that guy faced off against Godzilla, damn it. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, Michael Jordan's wife comes home in her, uh, oh God, what do they call those? Minivan? Minivan, yes, yes. Comes, Yeah, minivan. So she comes home, and apparently she has stolen <laughs> a children's baseball <laughs> She straight up cold abducted. <laughs> Just straight up stole these children because it's a, it's supposedly the baseball team of her of her son, giving them a ride to where because they don't come inside the house. There are no parents there to pick them up. She just happens to have children in her van, and when she gets home, it's they gotta go fend for themselves. <laughs> they live just down the street. They all live in the same <laughs> neighborhood. You know, it's cool. None of that was established. It just seemed oh, like she man. had stolen some children and was just done with them. <laughs> I, hadn't, I hadn't considered that, but yes. <laughs> she just really needed that carpool lane. <laughs> Yeah. She did really wanted to make the fuck sure she could yeah, legally but, drive but it. It's, it's tight in the Michael Jordan households. They got a couple. <laughs> oh shit! They have to live in the suburbs <laughs> without, that, without that fat bull's paycheck. Man, the Birmingham Barons just don't. They don't pay like the Bulls. You only have secondhand minivan money when you play Rough for the Barons, because that was not a new minivan. And this is not his real family. Imagine being Michael Jordan's wife and he's looking at actresses to play you in this movie. I imagine there was some fighting. And also, like, you would think that he would insist that his children be in the movie as well. Be like, oh, my kids, let them, let them be in the movie. But no, these are all actor kids who are not what, his actual kids. You're expecting him to pull a Will Smith and start a career for his son? Yeah. Nepotism. <laughs> Start him young. There's no way. The dude is so competitive, he'd be like, there is no way in hell I'm giving my son even a chance to upstage me. It's not happening. <laughs> so inside, you know, they're, they're, they're making dinner. Well, I think his mom 
it's not established who this lady is, whether it's his mother-in-law, whether it's his actual mother, whether it's just some older lady they adopted. We have no idea who she is. She is cooking, cooking up some chicken, <laughs> and I just face-palmed and started shaking my head at that moment. Mm-hmm. And collard greens. Mm-hmm. I mean, that sounds delicious, but it does come across as a little stereotypical. Just a touch. Mm. And they happen to be on the Michael Jordan Sucks at Baseball TV <laughs> yes, channel. He comes home to have the news like rag on his performance that day. This <laughs> yeah. world's just all designed for Michael. It is. Oh, plot twist. This entire movie is actually just the Truman Show, <laughs> but with Michael yes. Jordan. No, no, what do you yes. mean? We have the perfect explanation already. Michael Jordan is dead, isn't it? It is in purgatory. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> okay, yeah, but we, yep. This is Michael Jordan's purgatory. <laughs> that's a great, that's a great fan theory. I like that. So he gets sick of the TV making fun of him. So he goes to another room where his kids are watching TV, does some channel surfing. He says, uh, TV remember is, channel is surfing, bad guys? for you. TV is bad for you, cliche, which is something we keep coming across. And then he says the cartoons are good for you, apparently. Yeah, they stop on a, a Roadrunner and Wile E. Coyote cartoon. You know, classic setup. Wile E. Coyote's got a got an anvil. He's got a trap set up for the Roadrunner. But Porky Pig comes in and interrupts the thing and says they have a union meeting. Now, so this they all is something leave. I noticed as the movie goes on. There is a lot of animation union jokes and uh, not getting enough from their agents. I'm wondering if the animators and voice actors were paid enough on this movie. Almost certainly really not. <laughs> started leeching out of the script. Almost certainly not. Oh, there's absolutely, we'll, we'll get to it, but there's absolutely the writers like screaming for help through this movie. It really, it's hidden in this script, guys. No, it is not <laughs> hidden. That's the point. It's right Actually, it's pretty overt. It's yeah. absolutely overt. <laughs> But I was just thinking of the implications of this because it's like the cartoon is a live performance on TV. And I'm just thinking, what nightmare world is this? Yeah, I was wondering that same thing. Where the Looney Tunes have to keep performing. It's, you know, if you're a TV actor, you shoot your episode and you're done. But they have to just keep performing live since the 20s for all eternity. Every time it airs. Yeah. Every time it airs. Doesn't matter if it's Looney Tunes land as hell theory just looks better and better the longer we go on i'm actually quite impressed that should have been the movie we got yeah it does remove the stakes of being enslaved and being taken to moron mountain since they already seem to be enslaved and (laughs) that comedy routines there is a moment that we're gonna get there where that does land so we're now at the union hall the marquee outside says, tonight, aliens turn us into slaves. And then Saturday, Tony Bennett, 8 and 10 p.m. <laughs> that was a great gag. I like that. That was good. <laughs> great gag, but also, now, I, again, because I'm just questioning everything in this movie, is Tony Bennett a Looney Tune in this world? <laughs> okay, now or you're does he perf- it. <laughs> or does he perform in Looney? He, he knows the Looney Tune world exists, and he goes there to sing. Has Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga performed for the Looney Tunes? Is that he's what got I a purgatory know. hall pass? <laughs> you think it's like who framed Roger Rabbit, and he's just a tune inside of a human skin? Possibly, yeah. Like the judge. This movie has so many questions. <laughs> that will not be the last time we reference Roger Rabbit. In this. Oh no, no, not at all. 
So inside, all the Looney Tunes are getting together. Daffy Duck has just clearly come from directly out of the shower. His line here is, it's getting so a guy can't even get himself wet around here. This is the first here. of a number of drug references that will be made around this. <laughs> drug references? Or Daffy Duck has a weird sex life that we don't know about. He definitely has a weird sex life. It's like, what, what about Daffy's life wouldn't be weird, yeah. first of all? <laughs> I mean, he's a cartoon yeah. duck. Yeah, everything yeah. is inherently weird. So the aliens are there. They got Bugs Bunny wrapped up in chains and they've got their laser guns and they're basically say, hey, we're going to make you all your slaves. And they get laughed at by everybody in the hall. Because they're tiny. Because they're itty bitty aliens. And so Yosemite Sam comes up to one of them, points his gun at them and gets zapped. And hairless Yosemite Sam is going to haunt my dreams (laughs) for the rest of my life. He looks like a weird aged baby. (laughs) <laughs> I feel does. like Yosemite Sam is the best character of the Looney Tunes, though. But also, this completely removes the stakes of the film because it shows their laser guns can't kill them. So just bum rush the stage, beat the crap out of the aliens, oh, movie be over. So much better. Oh look, a plot hole. Whatever. Will so we do? much better. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's Looney Tunes land. In space there's some, there's some leeway for uh, for animation rules here. Yeah, sure. yeah. As I was about to get into, it's Looney Tunes land. So you see that plot hole? You can actually just peel it off. And just go put it somewhere else. It's gone. (laughs) And Wile E. Coyote will run into it and splat against it. So Bugs convinces them, because again, these are not smart aliens, that they have to give the Looney Tunes a chance to defend themselves. They can't just take them off to be slaves. And he takes out a book on cartoon animation Puts a sticky note in that yeah. says you gotta let them defend yourself. He just pulls as this, this shit works. Out of his ass. It's so good. <laughs> That's the power That's of Bugs being Bugs Bunny. That's Bugs I, I, again, I, I did like this yeah. moment. That's the power of being Bugs Bunny. You can get away with it. The Space Jam Bugs is a yeah. good Bugs. But, He's one of the better ones. It is a good He is bugs. a great Bugs. But also, again, because I'm overthinking this entire movie, there's this book about animation drawing. So if you can draw cartoons in Looney Tunes land, are you? <laughs> they a have god? actually done that numerous times in <laughs> sketches, wherein one of the Looney Tunes is being attacked by an animator, and then the reveal is the animator is another Looney Tune. Whoa! Oh. They get very meta. Wow. <laughs> the theological implications alone. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like erasing erasing parts of their body and shouting at the pencil guy, just like. Oof. Guys, we need to start an animation-based religion. <laughs> I think it would catch on. So they're like, okay, we'll, we'll let you defend yourselves. Like, all right, we're going to figure out what our challenge is going to be. So they all go backstage to discuss what's going on. And they decide that the easiest way to beat them is we with have a basketball. Bugs Patton reference, which is the second Patton reference we've had in... My God, that is so contrived. And not a good one. We've seen the we've seen the best one. Yes, I was starting to zone out by this point. I think this is when I had to take my first break from the movie. I do love that Sylvester tries to come up with a plan to save him, and it just ends in him eating Tweety. Yeah, I don't remember Sylvester being this psychotic. (laughs) I mean, his entire purpose is to murder Tweety Bird. So yeah, yeah. and I was always on Sylvester's side. I love that damn cat. Oh, he was great. So they're like, "All right, we're going to challenge them to a basketball game," and the aliens agree to a basketball game. 
without knowing what the fuck basketball is. Because like, exactly. cool, we'll, <laughs> they yeah, like, cool, we'll play basketball. Newsreel to educate themselves. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> My first reaction to this was uh, that the aliens react the same way as Europeans react to basketball. But um... you watch newsreels. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fast-paced razzle dazzle game. Razzle dazzle game. <laughs> yeah, this cartoon union has just a basketball education educational film not a tape a film on tap just for such an occasion <laughs> and you can tell this is an old uh educational film because all the basketball players yep. are white <laughs> dodge duck dip dive and die <laughs> <laughs> and the film mentions that the nba has the best players in the world and this gives the aliens a very devious idea. So cut to Madison Square Garden where Sun's Knicks are playing and the shrimpy aliens are pulling the two kids the in a trench coat. The greatest disguise ever made. Yeah, it's like disguise. two kids in a trench coat trying to get into yeah. an R-rated movie. And they <laughs> sit next to Dan Castellanotta, the voice of Homer Simpson. Yes. Re- yes. You're kidding. He's sitting right completely. next to him. I had to look it up because I was freaking out. <laughs> Oh my yeah, God, Dan Castellaneta like appears in the most random things. He's in an episode of Entourage. Yeah, he's Homer Simpson, and he has this very small role in my Space interest Jam. in this movie spiked exponentially once he appeared on screen. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. eight <laughs> seconds, cool, thanks. Like a lone beep on a heart rate monitor. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's I'm, I'm dead again. Yeah, bye. Back to my purgatory. <laughs> Dan Castellaneta's wife notices that there's something up with the trench coat that just sat down next to them. And she says, the guy next the guy next to me is doing something very weird in his trench coat. Yeah, my note here was, honey, let me watch the game. I don't care if that guy next to you is jerking off. This is more important. <laughs> yeah, Barkley's killing us, wifey. Also, if I, if I say the words Vincent adult man, does that mean anything to you guys? Oh, is from that from Bojack, Bojack Horseman? Horseman? The three kids uh, in a trench coat? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. That's that's basically what the aliens are doing here. And because Dan Castle and says Barkley's killing us, they are getting very freaking interested in Charles Barkley. Like, oh, there's the killer. One of the aliens pulls a secret world of Alex Mack. Do you guys watch that? I never actually show? watched. Yeah, yeah my note was one. alien turns into flubber and then goes up Charles Barkley's nose. That is also a valid reference. So yeah, it turns into like p- purple flubber, goes up Charles Barkley nose. And my f- note here is <laughs> nobody sees this. Right. There are cameras everywhere. There are like 10,000 people watching this game. Nobody notices purple flubber going up Charles Neither Barkley's things nose. Happened in the NBA game, I'm just saying. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> in the NBA, we just call that Tuesday. <laughs> And Charles Barkley immediately starts sucking. He's just doing terribly. Uh, The alien that stole his talent puts it in a glowy basketball. Because apparently basketball... They had a basketball, by the way. They just had it in their trench coat. And apparently they knew that basketballs are a great storage medium. As well as height and athleticism. (laughs) Which sort of gets skated over a little. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, they steal steal his talent, but they obviously don't steal his... His height or his athletic ability, exactly. and somehow they gain that later <laughs> on. This movie is just fabulous. Well, that's one descriptor for it. So they also steal 
Patrick Ewing. I don't know who the fuck any of these I, other players I, are. I got Patrick Ewing, Ewing in the air. Yeah, so it's what it's a Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing, Muggsy Bogues, Sean Bradley, and the last one's Larry Johnson. Yeah, eventually yes. they get the rest of them. But in this game, it's just Barkley and Ewing. Yeah. And then uh, we yeah. get Popcorn Guy, who was my hero in this movie. When that basketball hits him, he absolutely explodes his popcorn everywhere. <laughs> 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 yeah, because like, it was either one of the... Is either Charles Barkley or Patrick Ewing? Yeah, just chucks into the crowd and just absolutely beans this fucking <laughs> popcorn salesman. Uh, so now we're in a hotel room, and this this scene is brought to you by McDonald's. Oh, man. What's coming up? Everybody's sucking has become national mm-hmm. news now, and somehow these aliens were able to hit up every major basketball games across the country because they were stealing from North Carolina players, stealing from I don't know where the other guys play from, but yeah, they, they, they wasn't just New York. They did a road trip around the country and stole a whole bunch of talent real fast. No, it's fast. easy because all you do is you go back down into Looney Tunes land and then just point point in the different yeah. direction, the sky, go right back up. Yeah, so long yeah. as power. As long as as long as there's a golf yeah. course or a piggly wiggly parking lot you're fine (laughs) spoilers for the golf course (laughs) just when you thought it was safe to go back into the piggly wiggly (laughs) that should have been the tagline for this movie (laughs) it's the the tagline for the new Space Jam movie actually (laughs) there we go Oh, Paul LeBron. But yes, we're in the hotel room and there's a knock at the door and he just goes, it's open. That's not how hotel rooms work. No. (laughs) Yeah, you don't know who it is. That could be an axe murderer. There are no axe murderers. And then Wayne Knight comes in just with the best product placement shilling that you could hope for. There is no way to cram any more product placement into a single (laughs) sentence. It is scientifically impossible. He mastered that shit. Isn't it beautiful? It's every product endorsement that Michael Jordan has ever done. Said in about the span of two seconds. That's because he's a goddamn professional. (laughs) I'm going to get this out of the way as quick. Nice. Goddamn professional. <laughs> I don't know. I thought I thought it was quite a good line. I thought that was quite a good way of like tackling something that they were contractually obliged <laughs> That's true, to do. Yeah. Like, yeah, let's do let's not even be false. subtle. Just here it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Boom, it's product placement. There now we go. can get back to comedy. Yeah. Guys, guys, nobody wrote no. this line down, did they? I no. feel awful about it we're, now. We're just going to keep talking about how amazing <laughs> it is. I don't it. want the product placements to think that, you know, they have to earn it on our show. We're not going to mention it on our show until they give us money. That's a good point. Come on, Michael, it's game time. Get your hands on, lace up your Nikes, grab your Wheaties and your Gatorade. We'll pick up a Big Mac on the way to the ballpark. Yeah, now we're at uh, the Lakers the forum so this was before they opened the staples center the lakers played at the forum and the lakers won't play because they think there's germs in the locker room that's going to make them suck like all the other players the the coach is like no no guys that was that was in new york that was at other places you know it's don't worry about it and one of the players says yeah but germs like that can travel at the speed of light and i now i know faster than speed faster of light. than the speed of yeah this was eerie Given the past it year, was a and a little half. eerie. <laughs> no, you know what? With COVID, they played anyway. They figured it out. So the idea that they would shut down the league because a five players start sucking exactly, that's what I have. We what we saw happen to five people maximum, and no one has problems wearing fucking full on gas masks in this World movie. War One gas masks too. Yes. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> right, because the coach says them like, you know, if you're not going to go change in the changing room, you got to change outside. And then they all just happen to have gas masks on. I think the implication being, well, I don't want to change out here. People see my wiener, so I've got to put this gas mask on so I can go in the change room. Whereas in real life, it's, oh, there's this horrible thing happening. Well, let me just go touch all the microphones. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, don't even get me started on Rudy Bloody. Did anyone else pick up on that one player's comment that this could be the invasion of the body snatches? And the reaction oh, yes. from the press is, and everyone else is, yeah, it could be. <laughs> yeah. Valid. Another, another <laughs> nice NBA, dude. So the Looney Tunes are now at an outside basketball court trying to figure out who's played basketball before. They only took into consideration the alien's height. They didn't take into consideration an activity that any of them would have had talent for. Yes. And Daffy Duck does a little catwalk strut. Because he wants to know what outfit he's going to look best in to play basketball. What? Jesus, why am I watching this again? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic, that's oh, why. Man. Fantastic film. The Citizen Kane of its time. <laughs> they gave Daffy a, a little smile. He always gets his ass kicked in the in the cartoons. I was glad he got his little moment here and there. Same kind of portrait with purple and gold, Mark. Yeah, he, he thinks he looks really good in, in Lakers colors. Yep. So now it's apparently time for the aliens to use the court. It's, you know, they wrote down on the sign-up sheet that it's their time now. But there's two courts. They have the indoor one that will be in later, but there's this one. So they could each have their own court. But no, we've got to contrive to get them all together. And the aliens... They went to the council and scheduled this specific court. Yeah, they they spoke with their union and uh, they negotiated a (laughs) deal. So now the aliens use performance enhancing magic to become giant monsters. It's because they touch the ball and nobody like did, were the Looney Tunes watching them? Surely like somebody should have called like, hey, man, that's cheating. But no, they turned into giant freaking monsters, like nine feet tall, jacked aliens. They also like manifest basketball uniforms. I don't know. These are and, and they all have the number zero. Yeah, they all have the number zero. And Porky Pig looks directly at a camera and says, e, I wet myself. Boo. Yeah, the blue alien goes up to him and says, boo, and he says he wet himself. And my note here is Porky Pig's reaction was the same that I had when I was nine years old and watched Predator. So <laughs> my reaction was, you're not even wearing pants, Porky. I was about to say, I was thinking, does he wear pants? No, no. he doesn't. So what are you worried about, bud? He wears an open jacket and a bow tie that somehow stays on? <laughs> yeah, he, I don't he know. Donald ducks it through life. So he should have said, I wet the court. He just should have not said anything. Yeah, that was a terrible because yeah. we pull out and there's no piece. So he clearly didn't wet anything. It would have been much better. Well, in this case, it was better to tell rather than show. Yep. There's a lot of that going on in the stuff we watch. Also, the sky decides to help out and become dramatically dark and stormy. Just, to, you know, you know, tune logic. Tune logic. Yeah. And through some impromptu brainstorming, they give these aliens the name the Monstars. They're monsters. They're basketball. They're Monstars. Okay. Because they need a bad guy name. We've just been calling them the aliens. <laughs> Yeah. Writer's room, you know, dialogue somehow ended up in the movie. And so as the Monstars leave the court, a building just collapses for reasons. Also, they cut the basketball. <laughs> like, was that necessary, guys? Yes. Intimidation. I think, I think that was the idea. Cut to yeah. Bill Murray playing golf as Bill yes, Murray Bill while Murray wearing an umbrella himself. hat. Yes, the umbrella hat. <laughs> it's just. I don't know how he became involved in this movie, Jules. You said something about Ivan Reitman, which I'm going to ask you to explain in a second, but just 
Bill yeah. freaking Murray appears in Space Jam. Saving what? grace of yes! this movie. Clearly got thrown in. That was why they added another writer and Ivan Reitman from Ghostbusters. But they, they just had to. Yeah, throw Ivan in Reitman, Bill Murray. Bill Murray. <laughs> of course, Ivan Reitman, but Ghostbusters. Yeah. Here's the thing. I just like. I mean, that connection is logical, but I don't remember being able to recognize Bill Murray as a kid. I would in in my teenage years, I would go on to recognize Bill Murray, but I feel like as a kid, like which kid was looking at Space Jam, being like Bill Murray? Had I been a kid, I would have. Yeah, you, you sprung out fully formed with <laughs> yes, the beard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but having grown up on uh, like Ghostbusters and Caddyshack and you know stuff like that, I already loved Bill Murray. So he's one of the few actors where it's like, I see he's in, okay, fine, whatever it is. So he's playing so golf with Michael Jordan and Larry Bird. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And because all these players are losing their talent, Bill Murray asks Michael Jordan if he thinks he has a shot at the NBA. <laughs> Yeah, Bill Murray really wants to be an NBA player for some reason in this movie. Yeah. Why the hell not? Because he's white, as it gets brought up. Yeah, because Michael Jordan tells him no, and like Bill Murray plays the race car. Well, Michael, Michael Jordan takes a little stab at the WNBA by saying it's a man's sport. Ooh. Shit, yeah. Good point. Lines you could not put in the movie today. No, things that were only permissible in the 90s. And Bill Murray's like, hey, Larry, Larry's white. He, he can play basketball. And Michael Jordan says, Larry isn't white. Larry he's is clear. clear. <laughs> That's Bill Murray. Murray says that, not Michael Jordan. Oh. I don't care who says it. I laugh my <laughs> ass off at that line. line. You, you know, that you know, was you know a great what? line. I've just Googled WNBA. It was only formed in 1996. Oh, shit. So I think this movie came out before the WNBA actually existed. Okay, that makes... I'm going oh. gonna, gonna to look this up. <laughs> so, Michael Jordan, they're teeing up, and Michael Jordan takes his, his turn at the, you know... Oh, it's the same year. So yeah, so, yeah, so this would have been filmed in 1995, mass. written beforehand. Yeah, yeah. the WNBA would yeah, not have been a been point of reference. Before. Yeah. So. Oh, they knew the WNBA was coming. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we got to nip this before it can gain any traction. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Women. Yes, that line will. That line will really do the trick. Yeah. Yes. Yep. In a Women. children's, <laughs> they're they're planting the seed in the children's minds to later hate yeah. the WNBA. <laughs> <laughs> This movie was sent out to sabotage the W. <laughs> this movie has so many layers that I never even considered. That's the E true Hollywood story of Space Jam. <laughs> Space Jam behind the blow. <laughs> oh, we'll get to the drug use. We'll get to the drug use. Uh, yeah, in, in edit, oh, especially in editing that Baywatch episode, I think. We'll get there is our tagline. That is, yeah. <laughs> Millennial Rewind. We'll get there. So Michael Jordan takes his shot. Uh, he drives. And apparently golf balls are magnetic because Bugs Bunny, who's hiding under the green, drags a magnet underneath. Yeah. So fuck? Michael Jordan can get a hole in one. How does he know Michael's turn to drive? And how the fuck do magnets work? Magnets, they're a mystery. <laughs> That re- Always yes. with the magnets. Perfect reference. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the ability that everyone can see a hole in one from the tee. I did wonder about that. Because, <laughs> I mean, I don't play golf, but don't you hit it really fucking far? There are some Usually holes that are shorter yards. where holes in one are more possible. This seemed like a pretty like short hole. 
Okay. Yeah, it seemed like a part two or three. Yeah, part two, part three kind of hole. I have no idea what that means, but cool. But to beach where you can just instantly know, like, oh shit, I think you got a hole in one. We'll find out when we get there. No, everyone sees it. So they go to the green. Wayne Knight's with them, and he's being annoying, as always. And he takes out everybody in the 90s had this camera, that black brick 35 millimeter film camera (laughs) that you use. It was like the step up from a disposable camera. And he wants to take a picture of Michael Jordan pulling out the ball from his first hole in one. Michael Jordan gets yoinked it down the hole. A cartoon rope comes up and just... And Bill Murray reaction, <laughs> blames yeah. Wayne Knight's <laughs> camera. So he blames Wayne Knight's <laughs> camera. He's like, don't point that shit at me. Yeah. He thinks the, <laughs> the lens cap on him. <laughs> He thinks it's cursed. He grabs it and he just chucks it away. He's like, don't point that <laughs> I just love how just for a few moments they just stare at the hole. Just like, not reacting. Just like staring. Yeah. And then just, what kind of camera is that? It's just it's yeah. perfect, perfect timing. That was very I good. I guarantee yeah. you Bill Murray <laughs> improvised that. I guarantee you that that was not in mm. the script. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's a master of it. Yeah. Yeah. So Michael Jordan gets pulled down the same tunnel that the aliens flew down. It's either the same tunnel or there's just multiple Warner Brothers membrane tunnels that exist in the universe. I'm going with the latter. Yeah. How the fuck do these tunnels work? I Who knows? (laughs) He gets yoinked down and is in Looney Tunes land and is greeted by Bugs Bunny. And Bugs tells him to watch out for that that first step what step he didn't step on anything he just got yanked by a rope it's a basketball reference that one. Oh, how because people talk about players first steps like when you are bouncing the ball in front of someone trying to get by them and your first step is super important because if you've got a really quick first step you can get by them so that's a it's a it's it's, a, it's like a really obscure little basketball reference but it is it is about basketball because the line usually refers to if you have like a set of stairs or, or something and you're likely to get hurt or trip or fall. Watch that first step. So, yeah, I don't get it either way. I don't know what to tell you. As you you said, there there are no steps there at all. (laughs) Yeah, none at all. No, I I think, Rob, your your explanation is by far the most valid out of this. But uh, so Michael Jordan's like tells Bugs Bunny that he's not real. And Bugs proves that he is real by sexually assaulting Michael Jordan. <laughs> Just plants a big, Just wet, sloppy yeah. kiss on his lips. Woof. For starters, don't ever kiss me again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then. All the tunes in Looney Tune Land come they out. They like, just cream themselves over the fact that they, Michael Jordan. But they yeah. come out of all these places like they're the munchkins trying to make sure that the Wicked Witch is dead. So yeah, they're just all kissing his ass because again, Michael Jordan insisted that his ass be kissed throughout the entire film. <laughs> and so Daffy Duck comes up dressed as a doctor to give Michael Jordan a medical exam. And why is there a paperclip in his ear? Yeah, I put that too. <laughs> So Daffy looks inside Michael Jordan's ears and yeah, there's a paper clip in there and apparently Michael Jordan's ear canals are cartoons. Aren't yours? I I, I haven't looked lately, so I, I couldn't I couldn't answer that. <laughs> I was just I, yeah, it's been a long time since I've looked into my own ear canal. <laughs> I'll get back with you on that one. I will say that when Daffy Duck puts the AOK stamp on Michael Jordan's head, there was a part of me that really wished people would get that stamp after they'd had their second COVID vaccine. (laughs) 
I mean, I'd be down with that. Ease yeah, up. but you can get crazy okay. people telling you it's the mark of the beast. <laughs> so Bugs Bunny gives Michael Jordan a recap of the movie, just letting him know what's happened so far. And apparently the producers thought it was appropriate stakes for a kid's movie that a movie starring a black man, the stakes should be slavery. They thought that that was yeah. like, ooh, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And the fact that Bugs needs to explain the slavery thing. Michael, you might not be oh, appreciate this, yeah. but slavery is really sucks, and we don't want to do <laughs> slavery. Yes, tell me again what a wonderful movie this is. <laughs> and yet, and, but yet you had not, not just Michael, but five other NBA players starting on going, yeah, that's fine. Looney Tunes slavery? Cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, that's weird, right? Yes. Yeah, that is the stakes of this movie. <laughs> it sla- it so off. Just try to not be slaves. And it's the 90s, man. The... It's wild time. <laughs> you sounded like the out-of-touch parents. I'm so- Have you just tried not being slaves? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so... Uh, add that to the reasons we're going to yeah, hell, by the way. There's going to be yeah. a list of shit John says that's sending him to hell. <laughs> and we've seen hell. It's Looney Tunes land. We're going to get stuck there. Daffy Duck's going to just be jamming shit in our ears. It's going to be really And the weird. AOK sign is indeed the mark of the beast in this case. Yes. <laughs> it is the mark of the beast in this case, yeah. So Bugs Bunny, like he's because he's lamenting, like, you know, having to like perform for all these crazy aliens. He's like, we're going to be trotted out to perform for a bunch of lowbrow, bug eyed, fat headed, humor challenged aliens. And I made a note here. Bugs Bunny hates the movie's target audience. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Just complete contempt for the target audience of this movie. This is one of the first times that the, the writers are just screaming out. Do you got for bonus help. points if you hit every single category. Because that's pretty much how I felt. Very targeted by this comment. I, I, I say you did. <laughs> <laughs> I felt very targeted by the Larry is clear comment as a clear American. <laughs> I didn't like being called out there. Uh, so, but he's like, you know, but I'm a baseball player now. Like, I can't play basketball anymore. And then Wayne Knight starts talking to the whole. Yeah, something I noticed <laughs> here. So it's like you're underground looking up through it. But on the side where the camera is, there's grass. Like, not the roots, but there's blades of grass. <laughs> I did not notice that. Wow, that is wild. Good catch, John. Wow. I'm impressed. <laughs> for, for the guy who's not pay- the, the guy who's not paying attention to the movie, that's yeah. what I picked so, up on. Yeah. I hated this movie. Also, I noted every single thing about it. <laughs> I'm not interested in the plot yes. or the characters and just how poorly written they are, but... That fucking scenery, man. John is contractually obligated to do this for no money. <laughs> yes, he is. You're like one of those dudes who writes the continuity errors on IMDb. What do you mean, like? I am that <laughs> guy. <laughs> he is that guy. <laughs> uh, Dildo Swaggin 69 is... It's just John one of the many names you'll find me under. <laughs> oh, better that than the movie's target audience. That's all I can say. <laughs> Not all superheroes wear capes, Rob. <laughs> So not only does Wayne Knight talk into upside down golf hole, but Bill Murray and Larry Bird yes! give zero, zero fucks. fucks. They, they just watch their friends, one of the most famous people on the planet, vanish in front of their very eyes, and they just shrug it off. But, like, but oh, who yeah. else has why they think that happened? Did you guys catch this as they yes. fuck off in the golf cart? Just wanted to get away from that stand. Oh, yes, that, that Michael Jordan just had to get away <laughs> from Wayne Knight. <laughs> 
<laughs> Through the power of teleportation. Larry, I'm going to give us both twos back there. We were in no emotional condition to play. Yeah, yeah that yes. follows that as well. Yeah, uh, the cherry on top is they cheat yeah. on their golf score. <laughs> the Larry Bird sections of this movie are just underrated. Wildly underrated. This is why yeah. golf is the worst. Golf yeah, and golfers. Is not a fun sport to play. Uh, Larry, he's trying to pitch to Larry Bird like how he should definitely be in the NBA and Larry Bird has no time for Bill Murray's <laughs> bullshit at all in this movie. Back in Looney Tune land, uh, the Looney Tunes are showing Michael Jordan their rundown basketball court. This is an indoor court now. Could have gotten this, you know, fixed up in time, but no. Uh, you know, Michael Jordan's kind of like, yeah, the guys, this, this place sucks. Like what are, like, it's a total disaster. And they're like, oh, don't worry. Uh, spit shine. They Jesus all scream Christ. spit shine and they start spitting on the court. Everything. Everything. And, and it's not just like that it's dirty. It's run down. The, the stands are busted. Like the ceilings Did falling apart. Did you notice apart. the enlist poster on the wall? I got oh. Top Gun flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a movie you guys are doing or have done already? We just did. There's a moment in Top Gun where they're in the locker room at the, you know, elite school. And there's basically a Navy recruitment poster on the wall. <laughs> I want to know what the Looney Tunes are trying to enlist people for. Slavery. Did it just say enlist or like was it? Did... It just looked like a uniform. Uh, I would guess Navy or Air Force. I couldn't tell which. We already know Bugs has military gear from his whole general pattern stick. So yeah, clearly this there's a secret war going on here. Oh yeah. There's a Looney Tunes military. That is horrifying. <laughs> Who's in charge of it? Well, clearly Bugs. <laughs> That's what the new one should have been. It should have been the Looney Tunes invade Earth from their underground chamber of, of limbo. Can we please not talk about the new one? I'm already having enough trouble. <laughs> no, we're not going to talk about the new one. We're going we're gonna to have to at some point. We'll get there. Millennial Rewind. We'll get there. I'll be sick that weekend. You let me know. Millennial Rewind. We'll get there. Rob, you fit right in. So after they've spat all over the place... The Tasmanian devil grabs some mops and starts spinning around and so, like cleaning everything up and like fixing everything as he does. But it's so it's do you guys notice how his spinning around places is completely out of sync? Yeah, yeah. With the court getting cleaned up. Well, that's animation rules. Yeah, I, I did. By this point, you're kind of just like, yes, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fuck it, Space Jam. So everything's fixed now, and Taz looks into the camera and he says, lemony fresh. And I'm just going to say, if your spit shine is lemony fresh, <laughs> you see your doctor. But only if you're in Canada, because that shit will bankrupt you Truth. in this country. <laughs> Coming up is one of my favorite jokes where Daffy lifts his ass and it has the Warner Brothers sign on it, and he kisses his own ass. <laughs> Yeah, because Michael Jordan says you guys are nuts, and Porky Pig's like, well, we're Looney Tunes. And Daffy Duck says, that means we're the the, the exclusive property of Warner Brothers. (laughs) So you got to get that branding in. Also, fuck you, Taz doesn't talk. Right? What's up with that? Who decided that he would have a voice, and what? how did they decide what that voice would sound like? That's what I want to know. That's all it should be. Yeah, Yeah, that's all he's supposed to say. With Liberty Fresh. No! (laughs) Although it would have been awesome if he did sound like someone from Tasmania. (laughs) Lemony Fresh, Lemony Fresh, Lemony Fresh, you cunts. Taika Waititi's first movie role. (laughs) (laughs) Taika Waititi could reboot 
Tasmanian Devil as a standalone movie, I'll watch the shit out of that. I absolutely would watch the shit out of that. <laughs> I'd, watch, I'd watch Taika Waititi reboot anything. I will come up anything. to Vancouver and watch that with you. <laughs> cool. Done. Get some free healthcare while you're up here. Uh, oh, your lemony, no, no. I, fresh I know better. I know better. They're like, oh, you're not from here. You're going to have to pay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that happens. Yep, yep. I'm on to you. Yeah, so when Daffy Duck mentions that they're the exclusive property of Warner Brothers, a.k.a. already slaves, he has the <laughs> Warner Brothers logo God. taped to his ass, like scotch taped to his ass, and he proceeds to kiss his own ass. And not just like a smooch. He, like, <laughs> there was probably scene. some tongue involved that we didn't this get to see. One of my favorite... <laughs> I just love that joke. God tosses his own salad, and then the monsters show up. I was hoping you weren't going to say it, but yeah. So the monsters show up to remind us that there's a villain in this movie. The villain is the movie itself. So they, they're like, oh, tell Michael Jordan that, like, yeah, yeah, you don't play basketball. And Oh, no, he tell, Michael Jordan tells them that, hey, guys, I don't play basketball anymore, and then they call him chicken. And Foghorn stands up for himself saying, I resemble that remark. Uh, now I was 12 years old I, didn't, I did not get that joke It just went right over my head That Falcon like Gordon is a chicken? Yeah I mean yes Obviously I get it now <laughs> But what's coming up Is actually one of my favorite moments Well right Because so they To you know Just be a dick to Michael Jordan They crush him into a ball And they play with him the, he's still not going to play them. And the thing that gets Michael Jordan to play the game is that they they hurt Tweety Bird. They like smack Tweety Bird against the wall or something. And Tweety Bird like cries. No, 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 no. You're skipping something. What... It's the, it's the, um, it's. <laughs> okay, what am I, what am I skipping? <laughs> it's the, it's the sort of the beautiful way they say you're all washed up, baldy. And Michael Jordan's eyes go absolutely <laughs> baldy (laughs) it's as if a very different and very much worse word had been (laughs) it's his academy award moment right there it was unbelievable yeah i've heard a lot of times of people like well michael jordan's not an actor so it's understandable i think he doesn't get enough credit in this movie because one a lot of this is he's in front of a green screen with some people like in green morph suits basically very experienced actors have trouble in that circumstance and you know you're playing against the looney tunes he's not mugging it up he's not exaggerating he's just being his cool you know chill self i think it's i think it's admirable what he was able to do in this movie i agree i'm i'm debating more with the michael jordan character in the script because <laughs> The only thing that seems to drive him is gentle trash talking. Right. I mean, and here's the thing. There are literally no stakes for right. Michael Jordan in this movie other than his pride. Until like later. His, he, until later. Yeah. But for right now. Exactly. Yeah. It's the gentle trash talking of the Monstars that seems to convince him to actually do <laughs> You never talk trash to Michael Jordan. That was like one of the unwritten rules of the league. Like. There's some dudes you just don't talk trash to, and Michael is at the top of that list because he will destroy you. <laughs> but it was just the baldy. I mean, it was just... <laughs> I, I just couldn't get enough of that. 
All right, so with very poor stakes being established, we are going to take a quick break here. Will there be actual stakes for Michael Jordan at some point in the movie? Well, you're just going to have to find out after this. I ain't going out like this. Who's with me? Uh, great speech, Doc. But aren't you forgetting something? Your special stuff? Oh, oh yeah. My special stuff. Wink. Uh, a water bottle. Uh, I'm passing out syringes, bub. Whoa. I thought you were going to do the thing with the water bottle. Uh, we need to win, Doc. We're going to be slaves. Wait, are they steroids? It's clearly performance enhancers. No, no. Listen, guys, you don't need steroids. You've got the power to win inside you. Mm, I'm going to go with the steroids, Doc. Fuck it to me. Yeah, who cares about the shrunken balls? The important thing we learn is that women can play basketball. Just don't call me. Doll. Uh, did we learn that? <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. And despite the fact that we moved on from this scene, apparently uh, you guys want to talk a little bit more about Tweety Bird? <laughs> Just a yes. little. Okay. I mean, uh, for starters, my note is that uh, Tweety Bird is pulling off some serious emotional manipulation here because she full on winks at the audience that this is entirely manipulative what she's about to do. Tweety Bird is, is a Tweety she. Tweety Bird is she? I think Tweety's canonically a he. Oh, is that right? Tweety Bird has a gender. I wasn't sure. Yeah. Tweety Bird is non-binary. But That's... yeah, I mean, my note My note was that so far, uh, these Looney Tunes have kidnapped Michael Jordan, sexually assaulted Michael Jordan, and now emotionally manipulated Michael Jordan into yeah, helping Yeah, good him. guys. She was moving <laughs> Would you like to set up what Tweety actually does? By oh, yes. Tools? So uh, after Tweety gets flicked away by one of the monsters, um, Michael catches Tweety in his hand and says, are you OK? At which point the blue alien being the, the goof of their group sticks his head out, say, are you OK? And gets the other monsters get mad at him. But um, but Tweety looks at uh, Michael Jordan with puppy dog eyes and then winks at the audience, basically, and says, you're not scared of them, are you, Michael? You're not a, you're not a little bitch, are you, Michael Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> and my whole reaction to this sequence is, fuck you, Tweety, I will never forgive what you did to Eddie Value. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Charles Barkley apparently hangs around teenage girls' basketball courts. Yeah, in the this hood. was very unsettling because <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that that was creepy. I mean, as fuck. I mean, for starters, they start with Charles Barkley walking to Barry White, which is ludicrously sexy for a movie like this. And then it is basketball Jones Barry. It's, it sounds like Barry White, but I don't know if basketball Jones is Barry White. Oh, is it not? Hold on. 
No, I think I looked this up and it's I forget the name of the group, but it's whoever sings for this group definitely sounds Barry White esque, but it is not Barry White. But it might as well be Barry White. Yeah, it's just essentially. Yeah. And then these teenage girls who are playing basketball very well, which just shows the really odd tone this movie has towards women in basketball. Oh, hold up, Jules. Sorry to interrupt you. It's I just found the singer Basketball Jones. It's Cheech and Chong. Wait, what? No, no, I'm the, looking the, at the, it right now. It first appeared in a Cheech and Chong movie. Cheech and Chong definitely did not sing basketball jokes <laughs> okay record a song named basketball jokes. anyway Regardless, it doesn't matter it's a, it's a, it's a ludicrously sexy uh voice that goes along with charles barkley who's who's walking so it's a ludicrously sexual moment <laughs> and and he's, it goes up to these teenage girls who are playing basketball very well which goes along a little awkwardly with the anti-women in basketball message that seems to have come through this movie and uh yeah he just decides to play basketball with these teenage girls which felt very wrong sorry but rob is correct the song is by cheech and chong and then was covered by barry white and chris rock for this movie it was barry white i was (laughs) it was never mind i know i know barry white's voice when i hear it Mm. Sexy, sexy, Barry White voice. Just what you want to listen to when you're playing basketball. Do you underage girls? Yeah, that's exactly what. (laughs) Gotta get him in the mood for basketball. Oh, God. Yeah, and so Charles Barkley sucks. He gets his ass kicked, and I think the implication here is like, wow, Charles Barkley's so bad, even girls can beat him. It's really the women in basketball thing in this movie is is very unsettling it's gonna get even worse but charles barkley's way of acting like oh man what's wrong with me is looking at his hands and be like what are these things (laughs) yeah (laughs) what are these meat gloves (laughs) (laughs) but this is gonna be the b plot of the movie it's honestly my favorite part of the movie. It's it's so good. These basketball players not being good actors and dealing with the loss of basically their superpowers is my favorite part of this movie. <laughs> I absolutely adore it. They actually, like, you say they're not good actors, but I thought they crushed this bit. Oh, like, I love it. In terms of comedy, it's perfect. Yeah, oh, no, it's great comedy, you know, but I mean, it's they don't try to hide the fact that just these are athletes on camera no you know i mean it's great gags they make fun of themselves they have just all kinds of awesome comedy the guy in the church who says who promises god that he'll never trash talk or go out with madonna again (laughs) yeah charles barkley yeah and and that's all intercut with um these basketball players who lost their talent going through a battery of hospital tests because they're trying to figure out what's wrong with them and they're they're so tall they three of them whack their heads on the hospital door at the same time there's this scene where they're walking with the doctor and everyone of course except mugsy bogues (laughs) (laughs) yeah. <laughs> knocks themselves out walking through a doorway. <laughs> My favorite bit in that sequence is, is Sean Bradley, the, the really, really tall white dude, lying on the couch and going, I guess I could go to the jungle and be a missionary again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> also notice that in the therapist's office, Munch's scream was on the wall, you know. That would make me very unsettled if I went to a therapist and they put a painting by a guy who famously killed himself because of Right, and of course the the psychiatrist that they're talking to in this sequence is clearly a Freud analog. Yeah, because all psychiatrists are Freudian. No, they're not. 
And he asks, I forget which one he asks. He says, are there any other areas besides basketball where you find yourself unable to perform? And the guy gets really offended. I forget which one it was. It's, it's, it's Patrick Ewing. The look on his face. Like when the guy said, no. What do you mean my dick doesn't work? Yeah, I have. This is a kid's psych movie. Psych tests are just so oddly sensual for a kid's movie. <laughs> Well, it's for the adults. I mean, that joke that joke still makes a bit of sense. But Yeah, no, it's for the adults, but still, we're, we're calling it out. So, <laughs> cut to Wayne Knight just digging a giant fucking hole in the green where Michael Jordan got linked into Looney Tunes land. This is a great moment. And so somebody comes up and he's like, you know, what the heck are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm I'm fixing a divot. <laughs> And this works. <laughs> yes. The guy's like, oh, okay, cool. And he goes, like, he calls out to his friend, no, don't worry, he's fixing a divot. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That was a great, yeah, This is that was a great scene. Uh, although, yeah, there, I don't think there are divots on the green because nobody's, like, whacking balls on the green. They're gently putting. So just makes that excuse extra bullshit. <laughs> I think it's just everyone's natural tendency to want to stay away from Wade Knight. Yeah, like, so oh, too. we gotta go see what this guy's. Like. No, just leave him alone. Just, yeah, just no. don't even go near him. <laughs> don't talk to this guy. He's gonna try and become your best friend and stalk you for the next. So week. we're back at the court, and the Looney Tunes are doing everything but play basketball. Yep. Simity Sam's shooting the ball. Yeah, this is supposed to be practice. Exploding for some reason. And so Michael Jordan's looking at this like, oh, fuck you. Like, this is what I got to work with. And he's like, hey, so has any of you guys actually, you know, played basketball? And off camera, you hear a sensual voice say, I have. And we get introduced to the character that launched a thousand furries. Lola Bunny. (laughs) With the sax music as well. With the porn of the sax music in the background. And this is Katie Susie, the voice of Lola Bunny. We discussed this on a previous episode. She does Phil and Lil in Rugrats. So hearing Phil and Lil's voice be overly sexual was just very unsettling for me. No, it was unsettling in general. Also, like, (laughs) Bugs' reaction, it's like he's never encountered a female bunny. Not even once. Right. Ever. Yeah, Bugs gets insta-horny over Lola Bunny, and he calls her doll, which is a big fucking no-no for Lola Bunny. You do not call It's a her no-no doll. for any movie past the 1940s. Yeah. <laughs> At least Lola does something about it. Right, but she does, like, all right, you, me, like, one-on-one now, and she kicks his ass. And she, like, says in a very sexy way, don't ever call me doll and at first i thought hey is this a barbed wire reference and no because they came out in the same year huh you know don't call me babe i'm just like oh so these two movies did the same bit independent of each other whoa blow my mind a little bit yeah did you notice that she immediately leaves? Yeah, she, she fucks, fucks up. It's like, hey, Lola, if you in fairness, she crushed. She crushed her tryout. So it's what else? It's true, she but to at do? the same time, get this back there. Your freedom is at stake. <laughs> yeah. Also, you know, this—it's practice. Okay, great. You're on the team now. Now practice starts. We need you there for practice, Lola. She's like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm the franchise player on this team. It's like, no, you got me and you got Michael Jordan. Fuck it. We and got here's this. the thing. I mean, so I—I I, I was wondering. Bugs' last name is Bunny. Lola's last name is Bunny. Are they related? That's racist. <laughs> I'm just, uh, maybe I'm Cut racist. Right <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I'm, I'm racist towards cartoon bunnies. Shit. Uh, 
had to go read some anti-racism books, so I gotta. It's just too myself. much hatred, Nick. Too much hatred. Hey man, it's twenty twenty one. We don't st- we don't stand for that now. This is not the nineties. No At least not against racism. bunnies. Yeah. yeah. Back to back to Pepe Le Pew romancing the basketball. <laughs> so yeah, now it's time to to do some drills. But Michael Jordan's outfit, like you know, he's still in his golf stuff, and his shoes are, I guess, they're cleats or something, and they pull up the the floorboards. And nobody has sneakers for him. He's like, hey, has anybody got a pair of sneakers I can borrow? And I didn't realize how few Looney Tunes wear shoes. Yeah, just Yosemite Sam, basically. Yeah, yeah just Yosemite and Sam. So he tells Looney, yeah. And he wears cowboy boots, which are not great for playing basketball. And in this whole sequence, the animation I just I didn't sucks. notice that. They're cartoon characters on a cartoon set, and I guess maybe the gym, they made it in CGI or something, but like the tunes themselves don't look like they fit in this space. They're obviously not part of the same world. Yeah. It's, it, it was jarring. It took bit. me out of it. Yeah, it did, did look like the gym was just a static Yes, backdrop. Yes, it did. Absolutely. Uh, so he tells them to, to, to go to his house and get his stuff. Hey, Mike, maybe you go to the house and get your stuff because you know where everything is. That would... <laughs> And, you know, the logical thing and maybe tell your family, hey, I've been kidnapped by cartoon characters. Just like mention. Yeah, just them. let them nope. know because nope. And he tells them, hey, by the way, also like make sure you get my, my shorts from North Carolina. I wore them underneath my shorts during all my Bulls games. And the Looney Tunes look at him like he just took a shit on the ground. <laughs> I think they were just reacting to Michael, you know, talking trivia. About yeah, Michael. but it's also like, oh, gross. He's like, no, guys, 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 I, I washed them after every game. And they're like, yeah, sure. Sure you did. What? Ooh. They don't believe he watched his shorts. Okay, that's that's the gag they're going for. So Daffy and Bugs go to Michael Jordan's house, and they have a very contrived argument about which way they should go. Bugs is like, no, we got to go this way. And Daffy's like, no, we obviously got to go this way. And he's like, well, you go whatever way you want to go, Daffy. And Daffy ends up in Charles Barkley the dog's house and gets fucked up. Yeah, this whole thing was... The duck season, rabbit season bit without any, like, cleverness. Although, just a moment where Daffy turns on his lighter and Charles is there and he goes, Mother! <laughs> that that threw me back to being a kid. <laughs> just classic Daffy the dog. Can we just pause for a sentence to appreciate that this is a movie that allowed Nick to say, in all seriousness, Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck go to Michael Jordan's house? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what a wonderful movie! <laughs> They heist Michael Jordan's house. <laughs> yeah. To yeah. steal his shorts. <laughs> Michael Jordan's quaint suburban home. Yeah. In suburban Los Where he Where's keeps his most prized possessions in memory. Yeah. So yeah. Bugs manages to tunnel his, because they're tunneling. That's how they get here. Bugs manages to tunnel his way into Michael Jordan's house without ruining the hardwood floor. Well, that's your answer to everything now for like how they got to the Piggly Wiggly and the golf course and everything. Bugs Bugs just just builds all these tunnels. tunnels. Yeah, he's got a weird thing about it. Okay, so Bugs is Charon, who you have to pay to get across the River of the Dead. Because he's the one who built the tunnels. (laughs) Childhood me is bawling his fucking eyes out. No! No, Charon! Jesus! It's the only way I can get through this movie. <laughs> Amazing. So Daffy lets bug bugs in, and they they wake up Michael Jordan's daughter. 
They accidentally go into This is her where room. all the Hollywood talk kicks in and they all start talking about, you know, how they're being screwed. Yeah, they're screwed and like, you know, they, yeah. they, they weren't getting any merchandising from any from Warner Brothers. I'm like, don't you guys have a union? We were at your union hall. No, no, because they're, they're talking about not getting royalties and then Daffy kind of mutters something, blah, blah, non-union jobs. and Yeah, like very Hollywood inside baseball. Yeah. There's a lot of it in this movie. Yeah. Uh, oh, and, and by the way, Michael Jordan's family is sleeping soundly, and he hasn't come home. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not even remotely concerned about letting them know where he is. Yeah, like, hey, just, you know, let my family know that I'm playing this basketball game. What did Larry Bird and Bill Murray tell his wife when she asked them, why didn't he come back from the golf course? Like, what, what was that conversation like? Yeah, there's no, like, you know, panicked phone calls happening in the living room, like, with the wife and the mom staying up all... There's none of that. Everyone is just sleeping like a baby. Oh, dad's missing. Fuck it. Cool. <laughs> well... You see, Michael managed to give Wayne Knight the slip, and we're all pretty sure that he's going to come around here looking for Michael, so you probably won't see your husband for a week or so just to get rid of the guy. You know what? I'll accept that explanation. Yes, 100%. (laughs) Michael wanted to be safe from the stalker um, and know exactly where you guys were sleeping. So he sent Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck. (laughs) The stalker has seen your house and now knows where you were sleeping, and Michael's left you alone there. Good work, everyone! So apparently Michael Jordan keeps his workout clothes in his study. As one does. As one does. Yeah, he's got his Air Jordans as decoration because that's where Daffy and Bugs are, you know, rooting around trying to find his stuff. He's got one sneaker over here. He's got one sneaker over there. I did want to mention that I thought the animation to live action was pretty good here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. No, No. John's not having it. (laughs) <laughs> the first part of them in the house, the house itself is animated. Fuck this movie. Wait, that's right. I got you to agree with fuck this movie. Yes. <laughs> what you do on your own time. <laughs> and Daffy Duck really digs Michael Jordan's wardrobe. Like Daffy Duck just digs clothes, even though he doesn't wear any. Kind of this consistent theme throughout the movie. Daffy's yeah. a bit of a fashionista. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a weird running theme. And so they need the last thing they need is Michael Jordan's North Carolina shorts, which are they find in the jowls of Charles Barkley dog. Who then knocks the door off its hinges, so wah, this dog wah. has got some serious yeah, this is one powerful ass bulldog. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> um so they're about to get munched and the kids come in and save Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck and give their dad's shorts to them. No, no questions, questions asked. asked. You're obviously here for reasons. Here, have the shorts. And then they start doubting that their dad's playing basketball with them. But, you know. The... But not the fact that it's Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck here to pick up his goddamn shorts. <laughs> this is a normal occurrence. Jesus. Mickey Mouse was here just last Bugs, week. Bugs, are you here are you here to pick up my dad's shorts again? Yeah, I got it for you. Fuck <laughs> this movie. Yeah, again, stranger danger. This like I don't care if they're Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck. They're not supposed to kids. Daffy Duck and Bugs Bunny are not supposed to be in your house unannounced. <laughs> Stealing your shits and having conversations with your kids. <laughs> yeah. 
let's say because they did try to make them look a little 3d a little more realistic let's say they look more realistic in the scene okay so two furries break into your dad's house to steal his clothes oh my god does he do this on every podcast does he just completely ruin whatever the movie is yes he does oh okay i'm glad we've established that role now unless it's a bad movie at which point he makes it better And then the kids look up at him and go, did that fat guy send you the dude who was lurking outside our house yesterday? (laughs) So Bugs tells them that their dad is going to play basketball for them, but they got to keep it a secret. And they're like, absolutely, Mr. Bugs Bunny, sir. We will keep your secrets to our grave. Also, Daffy channels every Hollywood director by saying, that is the last time I will ever work with animals or children. That Hollywood inside baseball again. So now the pro players are back to the B plot and the pro players who have lost their talent are at a fortune teller's place. And for the only time in the history of fortune telling, she perfectly nails everything that has happened. And so I had that note through this seances with an actual psychic. This for me is the best scene in the entire. It sets movie. precedent that psychics are anything other than con artists and charlatans, and uh, <laughs> and for that reason, this this movie has just you know just died right there. Yeah. Oh come on! They're at this <laughs> seance, whatever, reading with a medium, and she completely nails the plot of the movie, and they're just like bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bullshit. That's the greatest wink to the audience ever because even the people involved in the movie are like, this is fucking nonsense. What is this bullshit? See, he's coming around to my side. I'm telling you. Well, by the that's end, the final him. screenwriter reading the script and and just adding this scene. That that is what the final yeah. screenwriter did. <laughs> but also, like the acting of the players in that scene is actually really it's, solid. Yeah, yeah, they're fantastic. Yeah. This is like I said, their scenes are my favorite part. Yeah. Hands they're down. the low key best part of this movie. No, it is not low key. They are the best part of this movie. <laughs> So cut back to the golf course and Wayne Knight is in the middle of a massive hole in the middle of the night. And I couldn't help but wonder, does this golf course not have security? I feel like <laughs> he's fixing a divot. He's still <laughs> working on that divot. Yeah. <laughs> this is what Michael Jordan stalkers can get away with, you know? Yep. So he sees Bugs and Daffy walking by and... They take a shot at Disney because Daffy Duck's like, hey, why don't we call the team the Ducks? And Bugs is like, what kind of Mickey Mouse organization would name their team the Ducks? Oh, the whole thing is a rip at Disney. I mean, right. Oh, yeah. Right to Moron, yeah. Moron Mountain is, is 100% a dig at Disneyland. No, but it's crazy because Disney literally owned the NHL team, the Ducks, when this movie was made. So that is, that's, mm-hmm. that's not just a shot at their movies. That's a shot at, like, they own an NHL franchise. And they go down a hole in the green, but wasn't Wayne Knight digging the hole in that green? Yeah. It's not his time to pass on. <laughs> <laughs> The geography was a little out of whack. It will be soon, but it just wasn't quite yet his time to pass on into purgatory. (laughs) Yeah. So the Looney Tunes back in Looney Tunes land are working out to a Richard Simmons video. Yeah. Yeah. And Richard Simmons workouts look absurdly easy. I I just want to say that. So Michael Jordan shows up in his basketball stuff. And this Michael Jordan reveal is brought to you by Air Jordans. 
100%. Very conspicuous shot on them. And now because we've seen Michael Jordan getting his ass kicked by Monstars and sucking at baseball, we just need to have another montage of him being yeah. awesome at basketball. We, we need to get back to the propaganda. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Contractually obliged, you must have Michael just dunking and doing amazing shits in a gym. And now Wayne Knight shows up. He clearly followed Daffy and Bugs down the hole. Somehow. Tells Michael that, hey, he needs to come back for baseball practice. But Michael's like, no, no, I'm here. I got to stay and help my friends. And he asks Michael Jordan, like, off to the side really quietly in the same tone that your racist aunt would ask you whether you knew your girlfriend was black. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh, man. I don't know if I can watch this movie again. Yeah, he's like, hey, you know, they're cartoon characters, you know? Do you really want to be hanging out with those people? Like, just really. And Michael Jordan's like, yeah, no, they're they're my friends. Okay, well, you know, they're your friends. I'm I'm not here to judge. So the very existence of cartoon characters just goes right over his head. It's about more that Michael is friends with them than... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you're, like, you're literally in a land of a cartoon and what you're concerned about is that Michael might not be aware <laughs> that's what bothers you and by the way people are way too casual about the existence of cartoons in reality yes throughout yeah. this, it's just like take it as a, oh yeah there's there's cartoons they're real like of course it's obviously I mean they have agents you know they get contracts with the studio they're clearly just part of this this whole universe right. and so Wayne Knight's like, immediately was like alright whatever you need Michael I'm gonna help you do whatever you need to do and no Wayne the Baron signs your paycheck you need to get him back to fucking baseball practice <laughs> and he's like you know i'll help you any way you want and he takes away night to say like you, you you sit here and he's with granny who's a, a cheerleader so he's like you you're gonna help me by staying the fuck off the court that's where you get to be wayne knight and back in the real world the forum is getting fumigated is that what's yeah. happening here? Basketball is canceled. Yeah, again, the entire NBA has been shut down because of five players having a mysterious right. condition. Yeah. The NBA commissioner's like, you know, we're for the safety of our players, we're going to just shut down the season until we you know, can ensure the safety of our players. And this doesn't pay off at all. We have actual proof that that's not the case. Yeah. If COVID's uh, yep. taught us anything. Yeah, and, and this doesn't pay off. This scene did not need to exist. No, it's just completely random. It's just jammed in there. Just this scene? It, it's basically to say that basketball can't exist without Michael Jordan. <laughs> and I, I, I might, I, yeah, I might, exactly. I might be getting ahead of myself a little bit here, but does no one, like, twig that when Michael Jordan suddenly reappears in an alien spaceship, the mysterious NBA disease vanishes? <laughs> Yeah, very strangely. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> hey, he's already learning the lingo. Yeah, there you go. Fits right in. So back in Toon World, now we get our, our suit-up montage, because, you know, everyone's getting ready, and Lola Bunny tapes her hands like she's getting ready yeah, for the kumite. Yeah, what the fuck is this suit-up montage? Why the hell is Tweety on the team? Can someone explain that to me? Mm. That There was a giant bull in the car leading up to the game. You would have thought they would pick the giant bull over Tweety, but... Name recognition. Yeah, for a team where the stakes of this game are slavery, they do not yeah. take, you know, the player choice t- seriously enough. Michael uh, Jordan as a player coach sucks. Yeah. He's really, really bad at this whole roster management thing. I'll try not to get too basketball nerd, I promise. But yeah, he's just... But in all fairness, it does show as the game will prove. Yeah, so we got Sylvester who's tiring himself out, jumping rope. We got Tweety Bird putting on football makeup, like the under eye black... War paint, yeah. War paint. Daffy Duck is putting on medieval 
armor, a pool floaty, boxing gloves, and when he turns around, there's a very prominent cup in his groin area. So I love that. That was a great game. I loved it. <laughs> Daffy Duck has testicles confirmed. Yep, there's your comedy. Just when you thought this movie couldn't get any more horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> And so Michael Jordan shows up and he puts on the, his jersey and we get the name of the team, Toon Squad. So ducks, they are not. And it is game time, ladies and gentlemen. And there are literally thousands of Looney Tunes in this crowd. And my question is, if they lose the game, is everybody in here going to be a slave or is it just the famous Looney Tunes? I think you have yeah, to everybody. everybody. That's a lot. Yeah, That's what wow. I thought. And Danny DeVito Alien uh, has shown up to watch the game. The announcer announces the starting lineup for the Toon Squad. And despite the fact that Lola Bunny doesn't like to be called doll, she has no problem with this announcer objectifying her. Or the cat calling afterwards. Yeah, the cat calling from the crowd. It is gratuitous. Intuitous, and it's just like okay, girl power message undermined. Yeah, uh, a little bit, but it's been done quite a lot already, so it's yeah. consistent time. Yeah, no surprises. <laughs> Daffy Duck gets no cheers because fuck. Yeah, Daffy what apparently. the fuck particular? And Bugs Bunny ruins the court by tunneling under it and breaking the floorboard, so they had to delay the game. I actually didn't remember that part of the movie. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Michael Jordan you know, kind of gives like a pregame pep talk. He's like, hey guys, uh, let's just go out there and have fun. And no, Michael, the stakes of this game are literally slavery. <laughs> fun is not a priority at this time. That, also, that is the only time in recorded history that Michael Jordan has ever uttered the let's words, just let's go just have go fun. out and have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Every member of the Bulls, anytime Michael Jordan's played, you saw this movie, just stood up and walked out like, that is fucking bullshit. This is the beginning of his terrible terrible coaching yeah just go out and have fun like michael do you not understand what's gonna happen (laughs) i will say that the movie does come back to life for me a little when i find out that marvin the martian is the referee he's the worst ref of all time he is the worst he's the worst ref of all time but i love him so We're, we're, we're we're almost there guys we're almost there so, uh, game's about to start, and of course, Stoner Monster, because the Monstars are now on the court, and the Stoner Monstar has to draw more attention to Michael Jordan's Air Jordans, because he's like, cool shoes. Dude. Jesus. Yeah, and you guys are saying, uh, Marvin the Martian is the ref. The game starts, and Bugs just gets bitch slapped right out the gate. This is my biggest <laughs> beef for this entire basketball game. This is, like, there are no fouls called ever. Oh yeah, cheating is a feature and not a bug. One character brings it up. They Foghorn Leghorn tries to redeem himself by pointing out the rules of any sport. <laughs> yeah, I was starting to notice fouls and I just went, fuck it, there's people breathing fire and shooting guns. Just yeah, <laughs> yeah. Definition of a flagrant two here is um, flexible. Right, come on, Marvin the Martian, get control of this game. God, worst ref ever. Worst ref ever. And so Daffy gets the ball. He gets scared and he passes it to Granny on the sideline, who just gets dogpiled by the Monstars. And Lola Buddy gives Daffy a dirty look. And she's like, "What? She was wide open." Tweety at some point in this whole thing says, feed me, and I got Baywatch flashbacks. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> From the basketball game. No uh, and then way, way. Foghorn Leghorn sings a racist Confederate song and immediately gets canceled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did no one making this movie 
think just for half a second. <laughs> I know. Maybe you don't <laughs> sing Dixie in a movie starting a black man. Like, come on. It's also Where the stakes are slavery. slavery. <laughs> I. <laughs> oh god i wanted to screenshot nick's face right there <laughs> the 90s were a wonder i tell you yeah he gets burned to a crisp by one of the monsters and he's, he gives his line did you order original recipe or extra crispy fuck this movie <laughs> <laughs> and now speaking of michael jordan's terrible coaching uh he needs to bring out a new player and instead of, I don't know, a full-size character, he pulled this itty-bitty mouse character that we have never seen before. The blue alien in this upcoming scene is my hero. I mean, it's it's how I picture yeah. John interacts with his nephews. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the nephew. <laughs> so yeah, this itty-bitty mouse in the hat, I don't know, he's probably from the Looney Tunes universe. He's like, oh, you know, I, I really love playing basketball. Oh, you know, I, I hope I can get really good at basketball. And he just keeps like going on and then the blue dude just crushes him with a basketball because <laughs> he's had enough. <laughs> And we never see him again. He's we never see him again. This is just yes. for a bit. And again, hey, Michael, the stakes of this game are slavery. Maybe you don't fuck around with your roster choice. <laughs> just throwing that out there. <laughs> throwing it out there. But like the little mouse gets straight up murdered and the game goes on. It's like, I know. <laughs> and again, Lola Bunny uh, doesn't like to get called doll. They're like, the monsters say, you know, hey, try to get by us, doll. And she dunks on them by running over the one of the guy's faces to get up to the the hoop and again sexily says don't ever call me doll yeah don't forget the little blowing the blowing the, the, the yeah. Yeah. back yeah. over her head always mm -hmm. we could forget all this it's cool <laughs> <laughs> and so the, the scoreboard calls out the movie because it says on the scoreboard kind of one-sided, isn't it? And yep, it is. It is. Good job, Jumbotron. And it's now halftime and the Looney Tunes are bummed. They're getting their asses handed to them. 60 to 18. And Marvin shoots Sylvester. He does? Yeah, even the ref is in on this hard foul. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I gotta no, you know what I'm gonna stop going about there. I'll just drive myself inside. So Wayne yeah. Knight, because the plot needs him to, decides he's gonna sneak into the Monstars locker room. Again, for plot reasons, in their locker room, they dropped Danny DeVito that they stole the NBA players' talent. So Wayne Knight now knows this, that they cheated. And the game should end there. They cheated. Performance enhancing talent. And they s literally smell him in the locker room. Like, hey, <laughs> you know, Danny DeVito smells something. And one of the players is like, well, we have been playing really hard. And apparently humans smell different to alien cartoons because they pinpoint him to one locker where Wayne Knight's hiding. And so now we're in the Toon Squad locker room and Michael Jordan is giving a pep talk and nobody's into it. Yeah. Daffy straight up shit talks. <laughs> I'd say Toons accurately react to Michael's pep talk. And so a very smoky Wayne Knight walks in and reveals- Did you guys notice how he was smoking and his skin was on fire and his outfit was pristine? Yep. Yeah. I just didn't care. So, so these monsters must have stripped him down. <laughs> Set him on fire and then reclothed him. As <laughs> also, they they dead ass murder the mouse, but like they just let this dude go. Yeah. <laughs> so he reveals that the monsters stole the player's talent, and so now that they're bust cheating, Toon Squad wins, right? Like that's that the movie ends there. Yeah. Nope. 
No, it doesn't. The, the reaction isn't, oh, fuck, they're cheating. It's, oh, no, like, that's why they're so good. And Porky's like, suggests they forfeit. So you guys just automatically become slaves, Porky? Is that what your solution to this is? That's your plan? That is his solution. There yeah. is absolutely no sense So Michael that. Jordan gives another, like, <laughs> rousing speech, and it puts everyone to sleep. Because apparently the thought of becoming slaves is now boring to them. They've just kind of made peace with it. <laughs> And now we get to the doping portion. Now of this we film. get the moment. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what the hell, movie? Performance-enhancing just... drugs are cool. And approved by Michael Jordan. And approved apparently. by Warner Brothers. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's literally the line, do you want to win or not? Exactly. Michael Jordan full-on says this when Daffy Duck says it goes against his health. <laughs> Yeah, goes against what they taught me in health class. So what Bugs Bunny does is he just takes a regular old water bottle, fills it with water, and just has a sticky note on it saying, Michael's secret stuff. Um, Don't look too much into that label. That's the power of post-it notes. They just make whatever lie is on them (laughs) real. Like, you have to play us in basketball. This is Michael's secret winning juice. Yeah, exactly. It's just Bugs' superpower. But then why doesn't he just write the aliens don't turn us into slaves? On a <laughs> exactly. Bugs could have solved this thing an hour ago. Jesus. With a book and a post-it note. But we'll gloss over that. Yeah. So, so, so Bugs Bunny demonstrates Michael's secret stuff by drinking the water and then just turning it to buff. Bugs Bunny, and I'm just thinking, hey, you could have done that any time. <laughs> any time! But first you have to fool yourself into thinking drugs are real when it's just water. Yeah, it, it's the Dumbo's feather the Steroids were inside you the whole time. <laughs> They're homeopathic steroids. <laughs> Daffy Duck likes buff bugs, because he's like, mm, nice deltoids. The movie went to some weird places. Guys, I think Daffy Duck's a little bicurious. I'm just going to throw that out there. A little bicurious. Oh, definitely. I, think they all <laughs> I mean, Bugs for sure. Bugs cross-dresses. And- Bugs is constantly making out with Elmer. Yes! But then there's a whole love triangle going on, because obviously Bugs wants Lola Bunny, and then Daffy's kind of on the sidelines going, no, Bugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I ruined this movie for myself. John, you infected me. You're welcome. <laughs> So Toon Squad is pepped up again, and guys, are you ready for this? Da, 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 da. Yes, That's... fucking Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> oh, I love it. Not yet. It. We're not there yet. Because it's you know, oh, that song okay. that gets played at every, like, are you ready for this? And now it's the Toon Squad's turn to cheat. They've realized that, hey, if they're going to cheat, we're going to cheat too. <laughs> yeah, finally Wiley Coyote is on defense, which, you know, I don't know why it took them so long to figure that out. Yeah, they're putting dynamite on the basketball hoop and blowing up the monster. They're doing shenanigans. They shoot the one monster's teeth and do a Reservoir Dogs reference. That was the best reference. That actually, for some reason. For reasons. Yeah, makes no sense. (laughs) But yeah, for reasons. It was great. It was awesome. (laughs) Sylvester yoinks one of the monster's shorts off and everyone gets a big fat look at his big fat alien butt. Yep. Underrated moment uh-huh. of the movie. And super sweaty Michael Jordan finds this hilarious. He has Top Gun levels of sweat <laughs> in one shot. And yeah, so they do a whole bunch of stuff, including like stinking them out with Pepe Le Pew. They paint the one monster's butt red to get the bull to chase him. Uh, Kung Fu Tweety. Yep, he comes out. See, Tweety can play. Not basketball, but he can play. <laughs> <laughs> Tweety beats the living shit out of the rest of yeah. the team. While Edmund Fudd pulls a Michael yeah. Jordan. Yeah. So Danny DeVito alien calls timeout. 
And he's like, you know, what the hell? Like, why are we getting this guy? He wants Michael Jordan for Moron Mountain. Yeah, why does Boss Alien guy suddenly want Michael Jordan? Was my note here. He, he didn't even know because... who he was, and now suddenly he wants basketball players. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden he knows who he is. Oh, shit, you're right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, when did he suddenly get this urge to acquire basketball <laughs> so players? <weird. laughs> yeah, because at one point he was like, why the fuck didn't you steal that guy's town? They're like, oh, he was a baseball player. Yeah, he's like, no, he's clearly a... <laughs> Which makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But now that he realized he has, like, the best basketball player ever, it's now you're going to be my slave. And play basketball and lose. Right, to but here's the thing: Michael Jordan offers himself up as like, "Hey, let's raise the stakes." Exactly. You know, for no yeah. reason. Hey, Michael, no you have reason. nothing on the oh, line yeah. here for the player's talent. Oh no, no, but this actually is accurate because Michael Michael Jordan has a serious gambling problem. Oh, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, the rumor, actually, kind of untrue rumor, was that uh, the NBA commissioner asked him to take a break from basketball for a while and go play baseball because he had too many gambling wow. problems. That was the rumor. Allegedly. Allegedly. But the reason in the movie Allegedly. is because he wants to get the player's talents back. But apparently that's worth his freedom. Right. Michael, your freedom is not worth their talent. <laughs> Not yeah, your freedom is not worth their talent. Level, Sorry, Michael. No, they can learn how to yeah. knit. They can still have a full, rich life. You being <laughs> enslaved is not proportional. Yeah, the idea of Michael offering himself up to save mugs and bugs <laughs> is fucking scary. <laughs> <laughs> Never, ever, ever happened. Yeah. So, hey guys, now the stakes of this movie are a black man might be enslaved in 1996. Progress. <laughs> it's just one. It's just one of the many lines. <laughs> <laughs> that are sending John to hell. There we go. Just went over the heads of everybody in this movie. You know, basically, yeah, Danny was like, look, we're, we're going to have you play one-on-one with people and always lose. You're going to have to sign autographs all day and it's gonna your whole life's going to suck. And Michael Jordan agrees to this. Yeah. He has nothing to gain at all. Nothing to gain at all except people's talents, which are, again, not proportional to your freedom. And Bugs rightfully calls him out. He's like, hey, Doc, you shouldn't have done that. Uh, so now the Monstars are kicking ass again because... Uh, at this point, bad guys are closing in. Yeah. Marvin, seriously, get control of this game. And Bugs saves Lola Bunny from getting crushed. Like, yeah, this is now WWF. It's the 90s. It's still WWF. Because the dude's climbing the basketball net. It's a man's game. This is why women, apparently, according to this movie, can't play basketball. Yeah, true. They need men there to save them. They need men there because to save them. And so Bugs Bunny gets crushed flop. instead <laughs> and is rewarded with physical affection, teaching boys the very important lesson that if you do nice things for girls, they will reward you with sex. Because you just straight up hell answer big sloppy kiss on him it's so bad yeah really bad lesson <laughs> in this scene and so michael jordan calls timeout because they're getting their asses kicked and toon squad is busted up right you know they're all like in casts um sylvester's decapitated uh falcon leghorn is a roast chicken yeah he's Ivy. literally dead yep. he's elmer fudd is in a straight jacket and tweety is on an iron lung and i just put this shit got dark <laughs> i think they're playing the funeral dirge as well yeah it gets dark. Daffy's like, hey, Michael, got any more of that, that special stuff? He's like, no, it's just water. You, got, you had the special stuff in you along. He's like, huh, that's funny. Give me some more of the special stuff. Because it's like, Daffy is now a drug addict. Yeah. Placebo steroids is still steroids. Yeah. <laughs> and now it is Wayne Knight's time to shine. He gets tagged in, gets immediately crushed by the monsters, but scores an accidental basket. It gets squeezed out of the scrum and flies into the net. Yeah, no. No. This is that Looney Tune Land has different rules. 
even though he was literally turned into a basketball and thrown yep. around. Even when I was 10 years old or 11 years mm-hmm. old watching this movie, I still remember thinking, that is just fucking trash. Come yeah. on. <laughs> but, but, really? But before he realizes this, we have to have a whole bit with Wayne Knight because he's flat. He's like cartoon flat now. The medics run out, pump him up with air to inflate him. And to deflate himself, he apparently just farts around. Like, literally farts around because everyone's like, oh, gross. Like, yes. to Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight deserves better than this scene. <laughs> uh, and he plops down on the gurney and gets wheeled out. And that's what makes him, Michael Jordan, realize, oh, shit, I could do cartoony shit the whole time. Maybe you might have wanted to tell me this. I could have been doing some really kick-ass basketball shit before the last 10 seconds of this game. 10 seconds on the clock. They need a fifth player. Otherwise, they forfeit the game. And now the rules matter. <laughs> Martin the Martian now gives a fuck about the rules. Martin the Martian yeah. got bought. Right. There was money, money changed hands. Yeah. It's true. It's true. I think he gets a percentage of Moron mm-hmm. Mountain on Mars. <laughs> and now we get a Bill Murray X Machina. Murray X Machina! Yep, that is what happened. Bill Murray comes out of nowhere. There is a top-notch joke, actually, by the alien boss. <laughs> I didn't know Dan Aykroyd was in this picture. <laughs> That was a good one. It was a great line, and also the boss is aware that he's in a movie. Yeah. Which raises so many questions. So many questions. Uh, And Bill Murray, like, knows he's in Space Jam. I can only describe his acting throughout as sarcastic. Like, he's a sarcastic actor in general, but in this one, he really, like, he's self-aware. Yeah, they ask how he gets there, and he's like, I know the producer. I had a Teamster drop me off. I did not understand that joke for a long, long time. Me neither. the fuck is a Teamster? But when he says this, Daffy Duck doesn't believe him. He's like, right, sure. Like, what is he implying? It's a weird moment, right? It's a very weird moment. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so Bill Murray's on the team, and he does the whisper plan gag with Daffy Duck. Because they're on defense. Well, that's just movie logic. If you actually say what your plan is, it can't Right. Work. So the, the plan involves, you know, the 10 seconds on the clock. Daffy rams one of the monsters in the gut. And then Bill Murray does an obvious fake out. Like, oh, I'm going to pass to the right. And then he passes passes it to the left or whatever way around he does that bunch of passing happens michael jordan gets the ball and he's gonna dunk it but the monsters grab him by the legs as he's flying through the air and this is where he does the cartoony stretched out arm gets the basket just before time runs out and they win the game yeah i mean it's there's an issue in that sequence there's an issue in that sequence thank you rob thank you biggest understatement (laughs) in the universe but there was a moment where you clearly see half the court completely empty after he gets past the first guy and then they have to have the two monsters magically reappear behind to catch him by the legs when he does that uber stretch basketball court size varies Somehow continuity is not really the prime concern. (laughs) Definitely not. When your target audience is eight years old, continuity takes a backseat. So Michael Jordan tells Bill Murray, hey, he thinks he really has has a shot at this whole basketball thing. And Bill Murray just goes ahead and retires (laughs) right there. He's like, I got no losses, no draws. I'm going to go out on top. Fair enough. Also, I think he like implies that he hurt his knee during the 10 seconds he played <laughs> basketball. During the two seconds that he had the ball dribbled two feet and passed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Danny DeVito alien yells at the Monstars, who only just now realize that they're bigger than him and don't have to fucking listen to him. So they put him on a rocket and shoot him to the moon. And I really want to see the movie where the Monstars realize this in the first act. <laughs> <laughs> They get like big and they're like, oh shit, that our boss is an asshole. Let's just do whatever the fuck we want to do. 
Yeah. Let's not give those alien characters any more of a career than they already had. <laughs> yeah, they were an attempt to sell toys. It didn't work. So Michael Jordan tells the Monstars they have to give their talent back. It was the deal. And I really need to know how Michael Jordan knows that a basketball is a talent storage device. Because he holds out a basketball and tells them to touch it. For the rest of the movie, there's a lot of Michael Jordan just telling people to touch it in a way that just doesn't feel right. <laughs> <laughs> oh thanks Nick That's... <laughs> just uh, make sure it's dead and yeah, buried yeah, I can never watch this movie again <laughs> uh, Millennial Rewind fuck your childhood <laughs> that's a much better slogan than we'll get fuck your childhood and so they all touch the ball and they all shrink but their clothes don't disappear so when they first become the Monstars they manifest basketball clothes but when they shrink the basketball clothes just remain and are huge if it can happen to Bruce Banner why not uh, one of these aliens mm. yeah <laughs> fair enough you know they're like hey you know moron mountain sucks can we stay here with you guys and Bugs Bunny says I don't know or, I'm not sure you're loony enough and so they proceed to do a Looney Tunes minstrel show yeah to prove that they're loony enough because apparently you know people who try to enslave you are just totally cool now the people who wanted to do the enslaving doing a minstrel show mm, yeah the, yes I was just about to jump on that <laughs> yeah because they're like you. one Thank is in you, Bugs sir. Bunny face the other one is in Porky <laughs> Pig face that's a really oh, dumb and they're God, like doing this, a... this movie the more you think about it the more you're like this was appalling yeah <laughs> fuck this There's movie the of everything that happens is wow. so awful yeah slavery's the stakes they sing Dixie I've been saying it the whole time this is the worst sports movie ever made ever and so all of a sudden, Wayne Knight's like, hey, Michael, you've got a baseball game in five minutes. Dude, he just played a whole basketball game to save the Looney Tunes. Maybe he gets to take the rest of the night off. But no, he's going to go play baseball after this. He tells Bugs to not get into any trouble, and he immediately smooches Lola Bunny. And Lola Bunny does the awooga thing. She's into it. Yeah, she's into it. And it's kind of like the switcheroo, like, oh, the girl character gets to be into the horny tune stuff. Lola's no, got needs, Lola's you know, got she's got to get them fulfilled. Don't, just don't call her doll in the middle of it. So now we're at the baseball game. Everyone is chanting, we want Michael, even though he sucks at baseball and the team would be better without him. <laughs> <laughs> because they need their, their comedy. They right. need their entertainment. They're no. not there for baseball. <laughs> Fuck no. These are very odd fans. I mean, they full on casually accept a spaceship landing in the middle of the baseball matches. It's cool. And the baseball players all approach it. First, Michael's family's in the, uh, before the ship comes, Michael's family's in the audience, and the wife now is, gives a fuck where her husband is, like, a day later. She's like, you know, where's... Where is Michael? <laughs> One of the kids like, oh, he's at his other game. And she's like, what other game? What the, like, what secrets are you keeping from me, my child? <laughs> the guys that snuck into the house and stole his shorts. <laughs> Most oblivious wife in yeah. Maybe that's why his Where's real wife. Husband? I don't know. Maybe that's why his real wife didn't want to do the movie. He's like, no, I look like a fucking idiot doing this. She was right. She was right. Oh man. So the monster ship lands, sets off an international incident. Like the UN yeah. has to discuss the existence of cartoon aliens. I did not remember this ending. Everybody's just cool with this alien spaceship, but it is never brought up again. No, because like Wayne Knight comes out first. He's got a bullhorn. <laughs> 
both teams like crowd around. Everyone's like, whoa. Yeah. And <laughs> Wayne Knight gets on the bullhorn and says, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Michael Jordan. Yeah. And his son gives him the <laughs> thumbs up, which has absolutely no emotional value whatsoever. Nope. Because <laughs> his son doesn't know what he's been doing besides doing weird shit with bugs and Daffy and now there's a fucking alien special. His son's like, yeah. Good on you, dad. Good on you. Oh my god. So now we're in a random basketball gym where Charles Barkley, the real Charles Barkley, not the dog, and all the others are they're lamenting about how much they suck. And apparently the short guy says he's worthless without talent because tall people are worth more. Serious heightism going on right now. We need we need to work on that guy's self-esteem. Like, hey man, you've got a lot to offer this world. This movie's hashtag problematic, man. <laughs> yeah. And so Michael Jordan Wayne Knight show up and they've got the talent ball. My question is because like Wayne Knight and Michael Jordan have both touched the ball with the talent at this point. It's got it's like very shiny, whatever. Why don't they get their talent when they touch the ball? Personally attuned. Who knows? <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. Because <laughs> think about it. Michael Jordan could just take their talent and have six times the talent, like his own talent plus their talent. I also think this movie is a whole metaphor of Michael Jordan winning six championships. These are still some of the best players ever. And while he was playing, none of them got a championship. Uh, absolutely none of them during it's his whole career. Not to be kidding. None of them got a championship ever. That's true, actually. Metaphor. Oh, actually, before I was going to bring this up at the end, but John, you've made it appropriate to bring it up now. Do you know that with the new Space Jam, I'm not going to talk about the movie extensively, but the new Space Jam obviously has current NBA players Mm -hmm. and LeBron James is a star. All of those current NBA players, because the playoffs are happening now, have been kicked out of the playoffs. They've lost. (laughs) Including LeBron. Wow. (laughs) If you were in Space Jam, you ain't winning a ring this year. (laughs) Anyway. The ball players are very apprehensive of touching this glowy basketball. We get another Michael Jordan saying, just touch it. Yeah, they've done absolutely everything <laughs> to, uh, to oh, get their talent back. But apparently touching a slightly glowy ball is, uh, is just a step too far. And so apparently they all have to touch the ball to get the talent out. So it can't just be like the one touches it and like proves that it works. And yay, they all get their talent back. And now we're at a Bulls game because Michael Jordan, as he did in real life, returns to the Chicago Bulls. And I'm pretty sure they filmed his actual comeback game because this is this looks like a real stadium. Yeah, yeah I think that's that's pretty true. Yeah. So because we haven't had enough Bill Murray or Larry Bird, they're watching the game and Bill Murray's watching, you know, he's watching Michael Jordan play and he, he laments having quit. It's like, Larry, that could have been me. And Larry Bird's like, <laughs> Larry's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, he's like, no, he fucking couldn't. And we get a Michael Jordan dunking freeze frame and the movie ends with a nice slideshow of the film behind, behind the credits. And the post-credits that really is not worth mentioning. So let's not. There was a yeah. post-credit? I, there was a post-credit yeah, scene? I, none of us were even aware of it. <laughs> Wait, what? Yes, there is a no, post-credit scene. Surely not. Jules, are you, are you fucking with me? As nope. you said, oh. it's not worth mentioning, so let's just not. <laughs> no, it is worth mentioning. What the fuck? How have I gone 20... How long? How have I gone nearly three decades without knowing the Space Jam has a post credit scene? You're lying, Jules. I'm flying down to LA. I'm kicking your fucking ass. This is important to me. One hundred percent. There is a post credit scene. What happens? Well, it's. Michael Jordan is asking if he can go home now, basically, because the, the they have the that's all folks 
Pokey's there and then gets his line stepped on by Daffy. And then uh, Michael Jordan rips up the stage and says, can I go home now? And then rips it down and then it's over. This happens for real. You're not making this up. Not making it up. Fuck. Yeah, I need to go. Wow, well, I'm gonna have to go watch this when we're done here. I've <laughs> never seen that. I am not inspired to go watch this at all. Yeah, I think I'm gonna skip past the entire movie now. I don't ever want to see this movie again. Uh, well that's space jam and before we go as millennials we know that every movie and tv show has a moral so jules what did you learn today well i learned that there are a lot of underpaid employees at warner brothers (laughs) oh and john what did you learn today i learned that anything can be a drug as long as you believe in it enough <laughs> and Rob, did you learn anything today from our our yeah, little the, movie? Yeah, the 90s weren't as innocent as I remember. <laughs> <laughs> the reason we started this yes. podcast. Welcome is... to the point of the show. Shit gets real at Millennial Rewind. <laughs> <laughs> innocent show three dudes talking about movies they like. How oh, the fucking shit gets dark. I'm sorry that the movie about slavery got a little dark for you. <laughs> <laughs> But again, like, I, I started off. <laughs> I started off calling this the worst sports movie ever, and you guys are like, "There's worse." I'm like, "Oh, really? Really?" Oh my god! Oh man! <sighs> and very similar to John, I learned about the performance-enhancing power of H2O. Stay hydrated, kids. Stay hydrated, kids. Stay hydrated and succumb to peer pressure. <laughs> uh rob so thank you so much for coming on it's been great having you as as our first guest this was a laugh this was great thank you we'll definitely have to have you on again at some point uh before we go for the folks at home is is there anywhere where we we can direct them can they follow you on facebook or twitter is any twitter and instagram uh same handle it's just real jackson ford and the website is jacksonfordauthor.com go check it out the books are fucking great awesome and we will definitely have links to those in the show notes for you thank you so much guys and before we go, we, of course, need to tell everyone what we're doing next time. John, what do the folks at home have to look forward to? Well, we're diving back into television once again. <laughs> as we dun, bring dun, you... Dun. Yes. As we bring you selections from the mid-80s classic, G.I. Joe. Oh, yeah. Go, Joe. G.I. Joe. And, John, do you have a, have a little review of that to titillate our audience i do and this is from 2009 as the gi joe movies were starting to to come out we're already hearing people complain that the upcoming gi joe movie is sure to be a rape of their childhood memories of lovely militaristic cartoons about villains with mirrored helmets and the action figure heroes who battle them are these guys kidding This is the goofiest stuff I've ever seen, even creating on the nostalgia scale. I'm sure to be flamed by fanboys for saying this, but really? This is what you're worried about getting ruined? It's so completely pointless unless you're still eight years old. It's all about village people looking soldiers fighting giant American Indians and Santa Claus. And God damn it, I cannot wait to watch this show now. Oh, I've never seen the cartoon. I can't wait. It's going to be great. I want to see the village people fight Santa Claus. That's all. 
And that's our show. If you liked it, please subscribe. If you loved it, please share it with all your friends. And whether you liked it or loved it, we'd appreciate it if you gave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts to help others find us. Also, be sure to like our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter. Links to those are in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time for another episode of Millennial Rewind.